Yeah, so speaking of the ship, like, all the fire that's going on, uh, back and forth, like, ends up fucking the ship up, and the ship goes down, and Mirage is like, well, see you later, fuckers, and, like, literally parachutes out. <laughs> he gets up, he was shot earlier, but he just opens up the, the door, and he's like, I'll say hello to Prime for you later. Peace. Yeah, jumps Megatron out. screams, stop him. Drops see? out like a badass. Yeah. Fuck. Just imagine, like, like the ship, like, mayhem going on behind him, and he's just all like, I will deliver my regards to Optimus Prime. And then he leaps out, and you just see a shot do of do him, do like, do flying, do. and you hear, like, do 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 I like that you knew where I was going with that. <laughs> So as you said, parachute. Too much energy. Striving to save the world from the evil Decepticons, the heroic Autobots are led by Optimus Prime. He's more than meets the eye. He's a robot in disguise. Going ballistic to destroy the Autobots and conquer mankind, the evil Decepticons are more than meets the eye. Heroic Autobots versus evil Decepticons with the fate of planet Earth hanging in the balance. Transformers Generation 2. And now, through the magic of the Cybernet Space Cube, the computer enhanced stories of the Transformers. Transformers Generation 2. Greetings, Autobots and Decepticons. Welcome back to Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we review every episode of Beast Wars ever in production order, starting from the beginning. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am another host, NeoCal. And this week on Too Much Energon, uh, despite what I just said, we are actually not reviewing Beast Wars at all. Uh, if you've been following along with us, you'll know that uh, the latest episode of or the previous episode of Too Much Energon, we covered the agenda, part one, two, and three, where uh, our heroes discovered the Autobot Ark, which carried the uh, uh, stasis-locked bodies of the Autobots and Decepticons uh, sleeping soundly on planet Energon. So... Since uh, we're at a point now in Beast Wars where we're actually tying into the beginning of the original G1 Transformers cartoon, we thought, wouldn't it be fun to just, like, maybe maybe go back? Go back in time, you know, say four million-ish years, and uh, talk, about, uh, talk about G1, at least for one week. So here we are, on Too Much Energon, we're, we're taking... We're, we're ta- Taking a blast from the past and uh, going back in time four million years to the to the uh, to the year nineteen eighty four. The year na- <laughs> four, four million, million years, years to back going back four million years to the year nineteen eighty four for Transformers More Than Meets the Eye parts one, two, and three, which originally aired September seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, nineteen eighty four. Coincidence? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, boy, are these something. Yeah, these are, um... Fast-paced. These are are wild to, to, to go back to. Um, Yes. Especially after having spent, like, almost a year now watching through Beast Wars. 
it's interesting to think that human beings wrote the plot <laughs> <laughs> for um uh more than meets the eye the the little three-parter that opens up generation one because human beings and not uh cybertronians yes because there's some wild crazy like sci-fi concepts going on here okay and this really interesting plot like the whole like them crashing on earth and then chilling for four million years i find really intriguing yeah it uh i have things that this is all tying into um war for cybertron Oh right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. The um, the the Netflix animated series War for Cybertron, which seems to be kind of a retelling of the G one continuity, in like zoomed in in more detail. Yeah, like yeah. the the war on Cybertron leading up to when they they leave on the Ark. Yeah, when they leave and it's end up crash cool landing, seeing on all this planet come together, planet Energon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking about those uh, on this podcast eventually. But tonight we are talking about G One more than meets the eye. Da 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 da. <laughs> we are. It is high. It is fast paced rump. So uh. To get to get the ball rolling, we we open on an alien planet uh, millions planet, of years ago. Millions of years ago, planet we now know to be Cybertron. It's pretty pretty technological looking and pretty thrashed. Got some fire going on. Looks like part of it is blown up. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, been really put through the ringer. And uh, we got a couple of Transformers, uh, Wheeljack and Bumblebee. And they're they're grabbing these like what kind of look like glowing fluorescent lamps. <laughs> or, I mean, yeah. like yeah, they 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 grab them from out from, wrong. <laughs> from under this like random grate on the road. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> they just like loot the road. Yeah, yeah, they're just like it's like okay, they're just like stealing. <laughs> they're just stealing these. Uh, fluorescent light bulbs from under the road. <laughs> well, if the, you even look, if you even look at the shot too, like the the these bulbs are like glowing orange, and under the road, like under the grate, is also gr- glowing orange. These are literally like fucking light bulbs. <laughs> I think it's funny too that they both don't transform and get the fuck out of there. Bumblebee stays in his robot form and just jumps into the back. Yeah, yeah, Wheeljack transform. Wheel- yeah, Wheeljack transforms into a like hover minivan. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Bumblebee climbs into the back, and then uh, they float away. <laughs> the um, painted backgrounds are, uh, or maybe they're not painted, but like the backgrounds for this, holy cow, it is beautiful. Reminds me of seventies like sci-fi art. Yeah, it, it it reminds me of like um I mean which I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it what it reminds me of is like a lot of like uh late 70s um 
uh, uh, Japanese sci-fi anime, like films like Galaxy uh, Express 999. I can see that. Yeah. And that's the example that I brought up because that's literally the only one I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> well, just very detailed, very cool looking sci-fi backgrounds. Oh, yeah. the, and like, that a lot of painters um, did at the time. Mm -hmm. Like the, the fantasy and sci-fi art of the 70s into the 80s. Um, it just has a style. It has a look. And it, I, I still love it. That, uh, but yeah, that heavy, that heavy metal style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for some yes. reason, Wheeljack. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, so so Wheeljack and Bumblebee are stopped by uh, the Decepticons, the Seekers. Um, we got Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp, just like shooting at them because reasons. They I like want, that they, they want their energy or something. They want their shit. energy. Yeah, going into it blind, you're like, "What is this?" Notice, <laughs> I notice the the way that the lines are drawn, how they're kind of like vectored, like stretched out, as if they're in like MS Paint. How like the diagonal lines actually aren't straight; they're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, like anti-aliasing issues. Was this done? Like this was done on a computer program of some sort, and I'm I'm really curious how they animated this now i think it's just traditional like hand-drawn cell animation it's just the way that the the, the diagonal lines are are so jagged right that, um that might be because like we're uh for the listeners we're watching this on tubi.tv uh that might be because we're watching like an sd copy that's being like oprezzed to four, like to HD. I'm. Oh, so you're wondering if it has something to do with like um, the upres, just the uprising process. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. And it looked normal on the the projection TVs at the time. Yeah. Hmm. I I like how uh, Bumblebee takes cover, <laughs> like he gets out of Wheeljack. Who stays in his uh, vehicle form, and he uses Wheeljack as cover. <laughs> I, I like how uh, so Bumblebee like transforms into like this weird like I don't know. It's this weird looking like hover vehicle. Yeah, uh, and he he gets like shot, and then ends up like in the bat like in the back of Wheeljack again, and Wheeljack is basically asks him what's wrong. And he's like, I, I think it's my my rear axle. And I'm like, you don't oh, have he has wheels. No wheels. We, you don't have wheels, dude. <laughs> you float. Yeah, because right now they're very sci-fi. They don't resemble yeah. anything on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, you're especially Bumblebee. He's in like a little hover craft, like a UFO shaped hover craft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good catch. <laughs> yeah, a wheel comes out. Did no? Did, <laughs> we're watching this, folk. A wheel at three seconds. At oh, we're watching it on Tubi. If anybody yeah. wants to follow along, we're <laughs> at three minutes and five seconds. Oh, he gets shot, and the underside opens up, reveals like an axle, and one of his wheels fly oh. out. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. But like, 
He's floating. Why, why did he have a wheel? Why why were there wheels? He's I never, don't understand. He doesn't have wheels that, for when they're not they're not hovering. I <laughs> for when he gets tired. <laughs> tired of hovering? <laughs> is he like uh, is he like a transmetal rat trap? Sometimes he's got feet. Sometimes he just puts down his wheels. Maybe. Who can say? <laughs> None of these questions and more will be answered on too much energy. They really won't. <laughs> so he he just like what was that video game where you could go into the back of the truck and like heal a little bit and like it was like a two D like racer and you could get away from the police and heal a little bit by getting in the back of a truck and then coming back out. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Inside of a, a video game where you... Also, I, I feel I must apologize to the listeners uh, because both me and Cal are dealing with some pretty, uh, some pretty wicked allergies at the moment. Yeah. So, uh... Might uh, might hear a little more uh, sniffling than usual. Don't worry, we'll edit it all out. I'm sure. Yes. I want to say like, I don't know why I can't think of it. Night Rider? No, uh, it's a TV show. Spy Hunter. Spy. How did you remember? Yes, thank you. Specifically, I was, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Spy yeah, Hunter. Spy Hunter. Yeah, you yeah. Specifically, was... were in the red car. And you could avoid like police and like heal a little bit and like get inside of like the, the this like truck. I I I've totally I've played Spy Hunter in the arcade. Yeah, and, Spy uh, Hunter. I, I remember back in like 2005, I think it was. There was a they rebooted Spy Hunter for like they did PS2. Yeah, it sucked. That's what I heard. Yeah, and like um, I think the the Rock was in the game like a little bit in some cutscenes. <laughs> Because he was supposed to be in a movie, but then the game like came out and flopped, so they're like, eh, we're not going to bother making a movie based on this. Wow. And it, So Bumblebee going in the back of... Um, in Staying in vehicle mode and going into the back of... I've already forgotten his name. I'm terrible. Wheeljack. Wheel, Wheeljack. Is it Wheeljack? It is Wheeljack, yeah. He has no wheels right now. Oh, they're hiding inside of him, right? <laughs> yeah, clearly, yes. Yeah. Um, reminds me maybe, of Spy, maybe, Spy Hunter. Maybe he'll get shot and we'll see one of his wheels, too. Let's go flying out. I can't believe I didn't notice that. <laughs> that, that brings me such joy that I caught that. A wheel <laughs> flies out of him. Uh, <laughs> what were they thinking? The animators, oh. like, okay, we, he doesn't have a wheel, but hear me out. When he gets shot, one of his wheels flies off. <laughs> It'd be a fly on the wall in that board, like that uh, that writer's room. That's meeting. not even nearly the weirdest thing that happens. So they get back to HQ, and we reveal that uh, Soundwave, which is arguably one of the best designed Transformers in G1, in my opinion, Real it's got quick. a very strong silhouette. Real quick, I want to point out the uh, the the iconic transition screen. Oh, 
the yeah with they with the logo it it it'll it'll have like one of the factions logo and it'll play that music like and the logo the logo will blah the logo will flip over to whatever to the factions logo that is going to be the subject of the scene that we're about to go in so it's like we've been oh, focusing oh i thought it was always random so it switched from Ma- Autobot, um, Autobot, Autobot to, Decept- to Decepticon. Yeah, so it's like Ooh. if we if we spend a scene like focusing on the Autobots, uh, when the transition, and but the next scene is going to focus on the Decepticons mostly. Like, you think I would have noticed that? <laughs> and sometimes, like, if it goes from like an Autobot scene to another Autobot scene, like we'll still get a transition screen, but the Autobot logo will just flip over to another Autobot logo. I. I'm amazed I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. Yeah, so in this case, it switches from an Autobot to a Decepticon logo. Yeah. Because, because, as, because as you mentioned, we, we get to meet Soundwave. What was he pretending to be? He had his like arms out and his head tucked in like he was just pretending to be a lamp. Street lamp or something? Because <laughs> uh, he doesn't look like sure? anything. He just... It's one of those things where just pretend, like, try not to stand out, hide in plain sight. Maybe Speak. he's supposed to be, I don't know, the, a piece of debris, like, part of the, the road, yeah. Maybe he is supposed to be, because immediately following him is a bridge that then retracts, so maybe he's supposed to be, like, a some toll? kind of, uh, yeah, exactly, yes. <laughs> it's just up? Yeah. So he, runs, he t- pushes his arms out and his head comes back out. And then he, uh, his chest opens up and he ejects a cassette tape that turns into a, like, flying creature. A flying creature, and he calls it Laserbeak. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Laserbeak goes and observes the, the Autobots and uh, who are going up an elevator. And, uh... Yeah, we get to meet uh, Optimus Prime and... Jazz and Prowl and some other dude whose name I don't know. Worst Transformers fan ever. Yeah, I don't know who that. <laughs> I'm even worse. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, they uh, Laserbeak records like the the Autobots talking about their like plan. What was it? Their plan to leave Cybertron or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their plan to leave Cybertron and. Uh, then we get to meet Megatron, the leader of the Decepticons, as well as Shockwave, and Megatron is all like, ah, those damn Autobots. We need to follow them. Shockwave, yeah. I leave Cybertron. Yeah, I leave you in charge of Cybertron. Good choice. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, Starscream... Oh, Shockwave some... is there for a sec. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sure. I thought you said Soundwave. You're, I'm leaving you in charge. No, it, right, maybe, he's leaving Shockwave. Maybe I did. I meant Shockwave. Oh, yeah, I mixed them, their names up. <laughs> Not They look very different. Shockwave is a piece of shit. Probably wouldn't have, <laughs> I probably would have left Soundwave in charge. Ah, uh, but he needs Soundwave. Yeah. He's, a, he's his right-hand man. He's his Scorponok, if you will. It's like... So, so G1 Megatron is leaving Tarantulas in charge of 
Basically, yeah. Uh, especially if you've watched the the War for Cybertron cartoon, like Shockwave, like tar- like Shockwave is basically Tarantulas. I don't know who I hate more. I don't. <laughs> They're both very villainous. Man, if you like, when you watch the uh, the War for Cybertron Earthrise cartoon, like Shockwave did some shit in that series that actually I was like, holy shit, that's pretty fucking heinous. Yeah, anyone listening, go go check that out if you can. It's it's actually good. Even if like if you're listening to this, you're a Transformers fan anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or at least a Beast Wars fan. But like I'm mostly a Beast Wars fan, not especially an overall like huge Transformers fan in any way. Um I know shocking and I have a podcast about it, but like I genuinely really think that the Netflix um, War for Cybertron series stands alone very well. Like, very yeah. good. Better than any of them Michael Bay movies, let me tell you. Uh, I don't know. Shia LaBeouf has, like, a girlfriend out of his league, and, like, his car is Bumblebee. Bumblebee can't talk. It's That's all you need to know. And then explosions happening. Yeah, They're in Egypt for some reason. That first movie, okay. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. The first one's not bad. I, I, I genuinely enjoy that for what it is. Although, yep. now that I've... Um, what are there, five? Five of them? Five of them plus... Well, six, if you can't Bumblebee. I heard that was decent, too. It It is, yeah. And, like, the first, like, three minutes of that film is set on Cybertron, and it's, like... I'm like, can and like I just the, get this? <laughs> can I just get this? Yeah, because like the the Transformers <laughs> at the beginning of of that movie, like we we get to see like Prowl and RC and Optimus Prime, and oh, they actually like look like movie versions of like how you would expect like a- the actual G1 characters, not the like jumbled like metallic like steak knife mess that the Transformers in the Sharp, Michael Bay films dangerous. are. Yeah. Mess. Like, made out of 10,000 polygons. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Somebody told Michael Bay, like, hey, sometimes less is more. And he was like, what the? What did you... Get, the, get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want this piece of shit off of my set right now. Banned for life. And just, just because mailman, he said that sir. to me... <laughs> and just because he's that motherfucker said that to me, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what he recommended. Fuck that. Sir, sir this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, since I've been like actually like um, uh, collecting, starting to collect Transformers figures again for the past like six months or so, um, and I've gotten like accustomed to like, reaccustomed to, like, modern interpretations of, like, the G1 designs. Whenever I see, like, those Michael Bay Transformers now, I'm just like, ugh. (laughs) Even when they came out, I was like, eh. It's it's a lot of parts. Seems like the maintenance on them would be monumentally expensive. Too much maintenance, if you will. Too too much maintenance. (laughs) So... We get a oh man, fuck! Like I don't understand. Th- there are so many times 
Megatron is lenient on Starscream. When I would have pulled the plug on that asshole as soon as he revealed to me that he plans on taking over. Which, by the way, listeners, is right when you meet Megatron. Starscream yeah. immediately challenges his like position. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he says something like, oh, my time will come, Megatron, or something like that. And yeah, and he's like, like, only few of us are destined to lead. Know your place. Yeah, basically. But he, then that's it. They have that little like back and forth, and that's it. And I'm like, he's going to shoot you in the back one day. <laughs> Starscream is such a... Man, I thought... This makes me appreciate Pterosaur more. Because Pterosaur yeah. is the star scream of Beast Wars. Yeah. Right? We, we've always yeah. said that, right? We, we've, talked, like, we've touched on that before. But yeah. I like Pterosaur. But I don't like Starscream. Pterosaur's <laughs> funny and cowardly. And and he has a stupid, like, he has a stupid pterodactyl hop. And <laughs> yeah. He's goofy. And he actually succeeds sometimes. Actually takes Optimus Prime Primal out a few times, but like Starscream, it just shut up, dude. <laughs> you don't like Pterosaur? <laughs> oh, just give him a moment. He's uh, sneezing. He has graced us by muting his microphone. And he's back. <laughs> yes, I thank you for uh, letting uh, people know, letting the people yeah, who are listening to the, just, the audio version of the show know. Just sitting here in silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't like Pterosaur? Oh, I love Pterosaur. Uh, do you like him more than Starscream? Yes. I do like Starscream, though, as well. Oh, so you like Starscream. Yeah. Uh, there's some things he does that I appreciate. My, my partner find Starscream hilarious. Like, in how blatant and shameless he is about his displeasure with not leading. I think he's hilarious in Transformers the movie, specifically. <laughs> yeah. I like, when he, like when he's holding, like, the, the dying body of Megatron, and he's <laughs> about to, like, throw him into space, and he's like, oh, how it pains me to do this, with a smirk on his face. Okay, Megatron's like, I'll give him that. Like, wait, I still function. Wanna bet? Throws him outside. And then he's, like, just does, like, with now his hands. That. And he's like, well... As Megatron, as, how shall we say, departed, I nominate myself as the new leader. <laughs> and then he yeah, actually like he ends up winning, and he, he makes the Decepticons, like, give him a fucking cor coronation ceremony. Oh, okay, no, I like him in the movie, actually. <laughs> you know what? No, 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 I take, take it back. He does not humorous things. Like, you can see yeah, he, he's just, humorous things. He's over the top. So the, um... Speaking of over the top, the Autobots blast into space on the Ark, and the the Decepticons uh, give chase on their ship, the Nemesis, which I don't believe is named as such yet. I'm pretty sure it's Beast Wars that actually names it the Nemesis. Oh, cool. Um, I think I mentioned that on our last podcast as well. You but, did. Uh, yeah. So the the they take off in the Ark. It's kind of like a big gold. Like uh, half circle, 
type yeah, of thing. And what are they going to do to look for more energy sources? There's a there's a toy coming out of that of the Autobot arc. Yeah, the, and it's a summer. transformer. It's a transformer, and it's like it has a robot form. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Canadian. Canadian. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You are. Don't. Yeah. No. I'm doing it. You can't. I'm gonna do it. He's this gonna be, fucking do it. This I'm I'm gonna fucking do it. This will be the Transformers purchase I, to end all Transformers purchases. I don't purchase <laughs> whether he likes it or not. Um, <laughs> I'm not, haven't been tempted on a lot of them, but I'm tempted on that big ass Optimus that transforms itself. Oh, the the seven hundred dollar US one. But I man, I I can't spend a thousand dollars on a Transformer man. But like. Well, but like well, the arc, that's pretty fucking cool. Well, they came out with on a, that. They came out with a War for Cybertron um, uh, Unicron figure that stands, I think, like thirty inches tall or something like that. That's like six. Oh, I remember you US. showing me. Yeah, yeah. The thing's massive, and like, to be perfectly honest, I would much rather like spend that kind of money on that over the Optimus Prime toy. You know what? Optimus Prime robot, but... Holy shit, that... I remember you showing me this before. That is savage. It is huge. It's massive, yeah. I've that seen, would like... an hour to transform. <laughs> I've seen, uh, uh, like, unboxing videos of it and shit like that. And, like, it comes in planet mode. And, like, the planet is, like, the size of the dude's torso who is unboxing it. I'm like... Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it. Now. It is it is this big. Like it is it is fucking chonky. Wow. That that's cool. If I was to buy anything, it would be like the arc or the um or Unicron. Probably not the self-transforming one, unless it was like $400 cheaper. Doubtful, yeah. but but those two, yeah, definitely. So after, after that shit got after that thing got announced last week, uh, I had like literally like a dozen people message me on social media, being like, "Hey, have you heard about this?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, have I you have. heard about this? Have you seen this?" Yeah, <laughs> yes, I have. Thank you. I, I appreciate the people were thinking of me, but the Decepticon ship is purple and the Ark is gold. Um, yeah. They're shaped so different. Like, why do you think the, the Nemesis is very like sci-fi-ish? Well, I mean, everything is on the, the show, but like, there, I really like the design for all, everything on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Ark is shaped like a good guy ship, and the the Nemesis is shaped like a bad guy ship. <laughs> Yeah, the Nemesis has like sharp angles on it, and it's a dark color, and like it has like, like, like uh, thin like fins on it, like points and all of that. Whereas yes, the, it's whereas very the, angular. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the arc is much more. Uh, to be honest, like the arc is more like Star Trek looking. Yes, with a very rounded front yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, like it actually the design, taper. And this predates Deep Space Nine, but like the design of it actually kind of reminds me of the Defiant a little bit. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so the Nemesis uh, uh, gives chase to the to the Autobot Ark, and uh, yeah, they attack. They go through an asteroid field? Meteor shower, they say, and I'm like, that's not a meteor shower. You're not on a planet, so it can't be a meteor shower. Uh, okay, it's a small, it's a small gripe. I guess I'll explain for listeners and Christopher. Okay. Sorry, um, I just I, I just saw something in the episode that <laughs> cracked. So when meteors are in space, they're meteoroid meteoroids. When they're falling through the atmosphere, atmosphere, they're meteors. And after they've hit the ground, they're meteorites. Right? So you can find a meteorite. You can't find a meteor. But there you can see a meteor shower. Right? So space, meteoroid, atmosphere, meteor. When they're on the ground, they're meteorite. You can't have a meteor shower in space, literally. They can um, hit a meteoroid field, which is what they did. Anyway, small gripe. Moving on. That's something I learned in geology. You and I oh, were talking yeah, about yeah. university we, yeah, classes. We were talking about that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the, uh, the last episode of uh, Too Much Energon. It's something I learned in, in geology. You, you learn um, solar system and space terms and stuff like that, too. See, you learned... That's the kind of stuff you learned in geology. Oh, I, lear- <laughs> I learned about cleavage. <laughs> different priorities Uh, if you want context for that uh listeners (laughs) slash viewers just uh go watch or listen to the last episode it's a it's a doozy yeah it's a season two finale holy shit what a finale so basically it's bad news bears but the arc fires a giant laser meteor um field that like like covers a path yeah, they they basically like use the deflector dish, to use Star Trek terms. I mean, it's kind of what they do. Yeah, and uh, they make it through. The Decepticons follow in their wake, and yeah, for some reason, there's multiple um, like steering devices all throughout the arc. So I'm just curious what they all do. You know, just like in Star Trek, there's different stations. There's yeah. different stations with steering. Apparatus. <laughs> so I'm like, well, Optimus has one in front of him, but who is someone else was piloting in the console in front of him? Whatever. Anyways, one of many it's interesting. So, it's so at any time when necessary, literally anyone can take the wheel. I, I, why not? If you have to. Maybe when someone else's hands come off, it opens it up and other people can grab their own wheel. Yeah, or maybe it's like a like a one of those little kid fake steering wheels, so they can feel like they're driving in the passenger <laughs> seat. Uh, or maybe it's like they can, or, or like it. Maybe it's so they can take turns. You know, like if they're basically they're going on a road trip. Essentially, they're going on a road trip through space to find Energon. You don't get tired and fall asleep and drive through a meteoroid field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. And then you hear that sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that exactly. So there's a scene that kind of reminds me of the Beast Wars. Um, 
Starscream goes up to Megatron. He's sitting in his like captain's chair, and he goes, "Now blow them to pieces." And Megatron says, "No, we need to follow them and see where they they were going first. And it kind of reminds me. First, cheers. (laughs) You're almost British for some reason. (laughs) A little torment, I do think. We have time before tea. Oh yes, I I do believe it. It is we we do have time to uh to deliver some torment to them maximal chaps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a different show it would have been if it came out in the UK. Just just saying. What a different show it would have been if Megatron was voiced by the guy from the Beast Wars game. G1 Megatron? No, no, uh, Beast Wars. Uh, yes, yes, it would have been different. Uh, <laughs> You're like, it would have been different, and I would not be doing a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So, yeah. So the uh, the Decepticons make a magnetic junction. Yep, boarding party, and uh... I like that they're complaining about that their the tractor beam is pulling them in. They've got a, a magnetic like bridge, right? And Optimus is just sitting there listening, and then he like turns and looks at the window, and he goes, "Fire the laser! Fire the laser!" And I'm like, they're one, they're beside. What? So do you have one laser? <laughs> I thought it was in front of you. It just it makes me feel like he has very rudimentary knowledge of what the ship can do. <laughs> Fire the laser. We we can't. <laughs> they tell him. They're like, well, no, we can't. I also like how this uh, uh, this oh exact my god shot boarding loops. shoot. Like this, like the the shot of him being like, "Fire the laser!" Like that shot loops over again. Oh, it does. Yeah, they reuse that exact same scene. Yeah, literally, they just mirror it. Yeah. Huh. So and, the uh, boarding shoot is a giant tube that shoots out of the nemesis, and it's it's a straw, a big metal straw, <laughs> slams into the arc, and uh, Optimus is waiting on the other side. I'm so perplexed. So when the Decepticons run out, run through, a fist fight happens. So what I cracked up about earlier was I saw Soundwave charge in, and then Jazz and uh, I think it's Sideswipe and Prowl just all like rush him. Yeah. They just all rush him, and Soundwave like shakes, like... He he shakes uh, one of them off and then throws like a prowl over his head and then like drop kicks. He dro- side swipe away. It's just it's so comical looking to it's, me. They run in and like WWE brawl. Yeah, like it's like three smaller guys taking on the big show. He yeah. smacks them all away in one hit. Like he literally picks one up and throws him. Yeah, and then Soundwave over is the top out- rope. Both feet hit the floor. Speaking He's of drop kicking, <laughs> speaking of drop kicking, um, I'm not sure who this red guy is. That's not Red Alert, is it? Uh, the, the red guy that he drop kicked. No, that yeah, drop, drop kicks drop. him. Somebody drop oh. kicks Soundwave, and they come from the top of the screen. Uh, that's uh, Ratchet, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
drop kicks him the next scene it's showing soundwave picking people up and throwing them again and i'm like why is soundwave so powerful as we're gonna see he does everything on the show the only reason he's not um leader is because he doesn't have the will for it like soundwave is boss or or the the personality well he has no personality yeah I, I, we, so we get a panning shot. We we briefly see uh, Megatron and Optimus brawling, and then we get a panning shot of a bunch of Transformers like fighting with one another, and like the ship starts rumbling, and they all just stop and look around <laughs> as the camera pans. Like they just got completely stop what they're doing. As that, the that's a trope. As the the screen just shakes. Yeah. And then they like they're all just and then when, and then no when the shots ca- are fired in this scene, by the and, way. And then when the camera finishes uh panning over, all of a sudden they all just like blah fall over. They they all fall over. And this is weird, like they were like just standing still, like through the entire like panning shot. They were just standing still, and then when the camera finishes that man when the camera finishes <laughs> panning, then they just like flail and fall over. So Basically, they're getting pulled into a planet. Um, uh, they're they're getting um, pulled and uh, gravitationally pulled into a planet's atmosphere, and the uh, the nemesis and the arc separate. Yeah, and the uh, I don't know where the nemesis goes. Flies off into space or crash lands somewhere else or is blown up. Um, yeah. But the arc slams into a mountain. We will find out eventually. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, oh, where slam- the nemesis goes, or just the arc? Uh, where the nemesis goes, we will find oh. out eventually. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then you get a a two B app, despite a two D two B ad, despite the fact you're on two B. <laughs> <laughs> and then the commercial break ends. So what's happening here is it's showing like a river form, trees growing, and then it says four million years later. Yep, and then uh, the the mountain that the Ark crashed in uh, explodes. It's a volcano, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, and we, that wakes see, Teletran up. We we see at the base of the volcano, like the the back end of the Ark is just sticking out. And I'm yeah, like, uh, no one has ever noticed this before, hey? Because as we find out, this is 1984. Um, yeah. America? Yeah, I'm going to say America. Well, yeah, because the, the mountain, uh, God, what is it? I'm going to look it up on the Transformers wiki. The mountain is basically supposed to be Mount St. Helens. Right. right. Uh, so, here's the thing. <laughs> they crashed. How did they all go offline? Did they all, but Teletran stayed operable? Did it go into, like, power-saving mode? And why did every single Autobot and Decepticon going to stasis do you do you uh, know that i have no idea no oh, okay so i i'm just figuring the impact was so big mount that... saint hillary okay the impact was so big it knocked all of them offline yeah Maybe? sure that yeah let's say that yeah we'll go with that so the camera pans and it shows them all completely fucked up all the yeah. decepticons and autobots uh some of that one looks like a truck, huh? Um, apparently, one of them was in, in truck form already when they crashed. 
So the computer so they, kind of yeah, yeah the 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 arcs computer wakes up and sends out this like little probe and it's like explore ex- explore and it's like it looks like a little like mini like flying satellite dish satellite yeah satellite or not satellite dish satellite basically and so and it starts it, flying around it yeah. finds a military base yeah scans the jet and goes repair repair and so my my immediate question here is why is Teletran one the uh, Autobot computer, why is it waking up the Decepticons? Not only why is it waking up the Decepticons... But why is it waking them up first? Yeah! Like, you're, that's kind of, like, the opposite of what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even doing anything to the Autobots right now. It, like, it, literally repairs all of the Decepticons and wakes up all the... De- the Decepticons. And I'm like, why? This is a All fucking of the Autobot Decepticons ship. First. It's an Autobot ship. Now, if it was doing it indiscriminately, right, like uh, just randomly picking them as it going, okay, that's fine. It's just waking up the Decepticons. Repairing them and giving them their um, their um, disguise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see this one's a jet. I almost instinctually want to say beast mode. But I'm like, no, they're right? vehicles. Yeah. So I'm like, alt mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Flight mode. <laughs> An evil so we, mode. it wakes up Starscream first. Turns into a motorcycle. And instead of Starscream going like, now's my chance. He like picks up and pulls Megatron closer to the um the the laser that's shooting all of them and repairing them. Right. So, yeah, so, like. Oh, now's your chance, dude. Now's your time to shine. Is that Starscream? Like... I'm wrong. It's not Starscream. Oh. Which one was it? I missed or... it. Who is it? What, what color was he? He's purple and black. Oh, that's. Um, that's uh, not Star. That's either Skywarp or Thundercracker. I think it might be it's Thundercracker. Thund- Sky- yes. Skywarp. Sorry, Skywarp. My bad. Yeah, sorry, my bad. It's not. I always, I always get those two I, mixed up. Because I was like, why is Starscream helping Megatron? What the f- Oh, okay. So, um... I, th- I think Thundercracker is... the purple one, and Skywarp is the blue one. I'm gonna look it okay. up. Okay. Um, so, while well, Christopher's looking that up, um, the uh, Megatron... And Skywarp, Thundercracker, um, they go and grab and drag all of like the bodies of the Decepticons closer to this laser. So that's probably why, Christopher. I think we answered our own question. Okay, so Thundercracker is the blue one, and Skywarp is the purple one. So I had it backwards. Okay, so it's Sky Skywarp. So, <coughs> so to answer our own question, question christopher the reason it repairs all the decepticons first is because um megatron and skywarp go and drag all the other decepticons closer to teletrans like laser repair module okay that so that makes sense right they're all dragging them closer and they're not dragging any of the autobots i find it weird that they sure (laughs) okay yeah let's go with that right (laughs) why else are they dragging them right Again, I don't think Teletran should be doing that at all. Teletran being the computer system. 
Yeah. Um, should be helping the Decepticons at all. But this is so perplexing to me. Once all the Decepticons are repaired, they all peace out and fly out of the Ark. Like, they don't finish off the, the Autobots. Yeah, just, like, blow up the Ark. Like, Why not? Blow that shit up. Yeah. They just fly away. Oh, and in G- G1, um, listeners, if you've never checked it out, everyone can fly. <laughs> in their robot form. Everybody can just, like, hover, fly. Like Superman. In this miniseries. Uh, oh, sorry. In more than meets the eye, at least. Yeah, yeah. In this, like, three-parter, uh, the Autobots can fly, but uh, it's established very quickly afterward that only Decepticons can fly. In G1. Oh, am I am I wrong? And I, the, uh, the Autobots can't? Oh, well, maybe they, I'm they wrong. They fly in these episodes. Oh, the Autobots, too? Yeah. They oh, do fly okay. in these episodes, but uh, right after this in the series, it's established that only or do that flying is only a Decepticon thing. No, no, they, they do. Optimus borrows someone's jetpack. Oh, or is that just so he can chase after the ship? I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no, they, well, yes, but no, they, the Autobots do fly. Because I remember I watched these episodes with my partner uh, so I'm a not few crazy. days ago. Okay. <laughs> and I commented about that. I'm like, this is the only time you will see Autobots flying because... Uh, or Autobots. <laughs> because bad that guys shit always get retconned. The, bad guys always get the better shit, better equipment. Yep. And uh so Starscream uh fires off a laser and Megatron's like, What are you doing, you idiot? And Starscream's like, I'm just saying goodbye. And he's like, Good night, sweet prince. What was he doing? I don't know, giving a 21 laser salute? I don't even know, really. Was he shooting at the Ark? Uh, he was shooting... Well, what he ends up doing is shooting rocks. <laughs> he shoots some rocks. That's like... I'm with Starscream uh, on that. Destroy the Ark. He, yeah, he shoots some rocks that like... Uh, fall onto the arc and like the the vibrations from that like make the the stasis locked body of optimus prime fall back and so teletran one is all like oh Ooh. repair repair <laughs> and the first thing he does is scan a um a ship shipping truck peter built semi truck yeah um repair and my... repair and in my favorite moment in all of G1, Optimus Prime gets up and After looks over. Being a trick. Yeah, yeah, he he's repaired and he he reappears as a like Peterbilt semi truck and then transforms back into robot form and like looks over to tell looks back at Teletran One, gives it a thumbs up and is like thanks. <laughs> and we quickly get a like transition screen after that. Do 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 do. Thanks. For after Thanks. four million years, that's his. That's Those his... are the, that's the first word to come out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I think I'm gonna make him uh, giving the thumbs up the uh, the the episode art for this. <laughs> this episode of the podcast. 
The most perplexing shit happens after the, the commercial flip when we join the Decepticons. So the Decepticons are walking through the desert, the rocky desert. Why are they Mega- walking at all? They can fly. Maybe they use energy. And he points oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he they points are at a bunch of on, he so. points at a bunch of rocks and he says, right there where those rocks are, that will be our base of operations. And I'm like, why why there? Why not like ten miles back? Why not why like not, over there? Why not those what? rocks over there? Why not though why not area where there are no ro- there are less rocks? <laughs> just, he points it. <laughs> And um, he points at Sound Soundwave, and he's like, "Prepare plans for a new spacecraft." And I'm like, "Holy shit! You, Soundwave is a lot of responsibility in these episodes." Yeah, he has to pl- prepare the plans for an entire new starship for for um, Cybertronians, which are huge. Yeah, and I'm like, "This, this is like going to take like ten years." There's like eight of you guys. But as we soon find out, it takes a few days. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, they're... Yeah, jumping, jumping ahead, he's like... They peace out and they look for materials to build their base. Yeah, and he's like, uh, the, the, the materials we need are there... Any points at like a military base? Yeah, and uh, we we cut to the the Autobots and Optimus is like giving a speech about how they have to stop the Decepticons. So he's and I don't know, like Hound and Cliff Jumper are all like, I want to bust some Deceptic Chops or like some shit. I don't know. They say some bullshit, and yeah. uh, Optimus is like, easy guys. Whoa there, calm down. We gotta we gotta remain calm and if we wanna beat this motherfucker. Transform mm-hmm. and roll out. And, yeah, and then so a Jeep and a red punch buggy <laughs> drive off into the <laughs> desert. Yeah. Yeah, hound and uh cliff jumper. Yeah, and, and so uh, we're we're back to the Decepticons and Starscream is like, someday I'll be the be giving the orders and Soundwave is like, fuck you. And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Uh, um, who's so they, the groovy? Is that Rumble? Who's the groovy dude that looks like he's got sunglasses? Yeah, that, yeah. that's Rumble. Yeah, he the looks up to like... Scrum and he's like, "Look, man, you're kind of a pussy, but Megatron, he's badass. He he talks like that. He talks like a cool guy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the coolest Decepticon he... is the tiniest. Yeah, he literally he's like half the size of Starscream and he's like, if you stand up to him, you'll be you get your ass beaten, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, Soundwave is right behind you, dude. But like as we've seen, Megatron doesn't give a shit about Starscream scheming against him. Oddly. Yeah. It's very odd. I think he just doesn't take him seriously. Cause he knows he can kick his ass. Yeah. Much like uh Beast Wars, Megatron and Pterosaur. <laughs> yeah. So Rumble like goes and he like makes an earthquake and he fucks up this power station. This military like power station. Yeah. We're back with the Maximals. 
And Hound is like, oh, geez, this is sure a lot different than Cybertron. Yeah, you know fucking shit. Cybertron's made of metal. Yeah. It makes me wonder, how did they make Cybertron? And have they ever been on a terrestrial planet before? Uh, they have I to would have assume, made it. I would assume not. That's they why don't it's so seem cool. to be. Yeah, they don't seem to be super familiar with organic life. Or even know it exists. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't know, it's established in uh, Transformers canon after this that, like, basically Cybertron is the, in the solar, like, the next solar system over from ours. The next star system? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, cool. So what so is it's that, like, like, four light years away or something? So it's like obviously like the the Transformers aren't doing a ton of interstellar exploration. No. <laughs> yeah, but they made it made it to Earth in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I do like in War for Cybertron that like actually building the Ark and like the Decepticons making the Nemesis like these were like very like laborious like taxing like last ditch yeah. effort projects how they expand on that is i i love it i yeah, love I war for I cybertron do. i do too i can't wait to to revisit those uh for for this show eventually oh we got alpha centauri the binary star system Here. Or are they from Bernard's star? No, that's it's like five, six light years away. Huh. They're from a star. But they do orbit a star. As we have recently discovered here on Too Much Energon. So the sorry, the, the we are following the Autobots. Um and who who are they? They were uh, Hound and Cliffjumper. Yeah, there we go. Hound and Cliffjumper. And they find the Decepticon base. Keep in mind, like this is like 30 seconds after Megatron said we need to build a base. And we see like a gigantic, like metallic like base already under construction. And so the Decepticons move fast. To me, it like it kinda almost like it kind of almost looks like they're making like a metal tent. Yeah, a, ba- like a, a base. <laughs> yeah, like a fort, if you will. It it, it kind of looks like like a metallic, almost like a metallic teepee, in a way. It's under construction. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah the wall the for- the walls around it are slanted inwards. Yeah, and it's not very big, so it's like all the all all y'all motherfuckers gonna gonna fit in there. You sure? Yeah. And then uh what's his name pulls out like a little satellite dish which uh, I guess amplifies sound in the distance and he overhears Megatron talk. Yeah. About stealing the planet's resources so that they can make a ship and bring it and bring the energy back to Cybertron. Yeah. And, and uh, Soundwave, which uh, again, apparently, like scientist, pilot, um, astro engineer, <laughs> um, he tells Megatron that we can take the planet's energy resources and concentrate them into energon cubes. 
So this is our first introduction to the uh, the concept of Energon in Transformers lore. Yeah, and Megatron says some bullshit like, oh, how ironic the bots leading us here has actually helped in our war effort because the planet's like rich with resources. Yeah. And Cliffjumper uh... pulls out a rocket launcher? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and he... And... Go ahead. He's like, yeah, he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, uh, I got Megatron in my sights or some shit like that. And, yeah, and what's like, his name's like, okay, but don't miss. And so, he of fucking course he misses. Does. Yeah. And doesn't uh, even hit one of them. Just flat out misses. That's like twenty feet. He's nowhere near him. It hits like yeah. the structure behind them. <laughs> yeah. So they they get noticed, and uh, uh, the Decepticons are like, "Who the hell was that?" And Soundwave sends a laser beak after them, and Hound and Cliffjumper. Oh, I, like... I, only, I only want to mention this because I find it like stupid and humorous. Okay. He's like, Who could it possibly be shooting at us? And all the Decepticons are talking, and Starscream is like, "It must be the Autobots." And Megatron is like, "The Autobots? Right. Impossible!" And How I'm like, could they? <laughs> How it's not impossible. They they were chilling out where you left them. <laughs> I I don't know why. I just find that hilarious. Like every single time Megatron and he says it a few times says impossible. It is something that is actually probable. Far from impossible. So I I don't know. I I love I love these episodes. Yeah, so sorry, you you're saying Laserbeak shoots Laserbeak cassette shoots out a sound wave to go spy. Yeah, and he he gives chase, Hound and Cliff Jumper uh transform and flee and uh along the cliffs. They, yeah. Yeah, they they split up and uh Laserbeak chases Hound, but like one of his well, lasers breaks off of his wing and just starts flying chasing Cliff Jumper. I'm like, what the fuck? So you yeah, see so this like gonna... you see the shot of just this like flying like laser gun just like just like, the laser part yeah just like just like flying through the air chasing with uh, like a little jumping. rocket behind it moving yeah. it around yeah it's, it's so, so I'm dumb. like Soundwave is like the most powerful transformer ever. He has one, not only can um, Laserbeak harass um, Transformers, like, much larger than him, and give flight to, like, give chase to them, like, his his little Transformers that come out of him can come apart. <laughs> it's just, it's wild, it's weird. Yeah. So, uh, Laserbeak fires a missile at Hound, and Hound goes flying off a cliff, and lands at the bottom, and... The Autobots, uh, yeah, yeah. The Autobots show up to help. Uh, I think it's like Ratchet and uh, Huffer. Huffer is the one that, with the the winch that oh. uh, lifts him up. Who's and, the ambulance? Uh, uh, Ratchet. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that it conveys they can talk when they're in their um, vehicle mode. Yeah. Um, by a little light inside. Of their cockpit or their um their dash or whatever that like blinks. So I guess he's taken enough damage he can't transform. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and even, like, Ratchet asks him, he's like, oh, can you transform? And he's like, I... I don't think so. Um, and so, uh, Cliff Jumper's feeling bad, and he apologizes, and like, oh, I'm sorry, like, it, uh, this never would've happened if I hadn't shot at Megatron, and Hound is like, oh, you mean it wouldn't've happened if, uh, you hadn't missed? I, I like that, actually. I yeah, like so that back and forth. So did I, no, yeah. No hard feelings. Much different than the Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, speaking so, of the Decepticons, uh, we're we're back at uh, we're hanging out with uh, who is it? Uh, Sky Thundercracker. Thundercracker and is the Seekers. What are the, uh, wait, what, what are those three guys? They just transformed to do a camera. Reflector. Why don't I remember this? So Reflector is the three of them. Yeah. And all three of them, even though they're gigantic robots, transform and turn into a human-shaped camera. Yep. That becomes small enough that uh, uh, Thundercracker can just hold it in his hands. Even though previously they were like in robot form, the three of them were like half of his size. There's some. They can warp. Mass shift. They can. Yes. Now I'm wondering how. Like, is is that like a like a four ton camera? Like, would this kill a human? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is it, or, or is it like a giant camera that like weighs the like weighs as much as a jet? <laughs> My favorite part. So he zooms in and he takes a picture of the Autobots, and it's a Polaroid, and it comes out, and then he just looks like he he was just looking through the Finder, but he looks at the Polaroid, and I'm like, oh my god, this is, it's so dated. Yeah, he's like looking at the printed. Polaroid. Amazing. It is. I love it. Uh, so what's happening here now? Uh, we we get to meet uh, uh, Spike Witwicky and his dad. Oh, yeah. Or no, wait, no. It's uh, Spike's dad and some other dude. Oh, it's neither. Hey. It's neither, actually. What is it? Oh it's just yeah, two, you're like right. workers. Yeah, yeah. It's just two random humans. Yeah, two random humans. Interesting. My mistake. That... They all look alike to me. <laughs> the, the those humans. Yeah, they those got like humans. soft skin and like like curly mass that comes out of the top of their head. Uh, but they get attacked by a uh, uh, Decepticon that we got to know on Beast Wars recently, Ravage, who is about the size of a very large, like predatory cat. A yeah. robot, a robotic predatory cat, and he tackles them, but they somehow get away. Yeah, and get back into the truck. Worth noting, he can't, away. he can't talk. He just makes like animal noises, like me- mechanized animal noises. Oh, you're right. But we heard Rumble talking. He was yeah. a sassy, sassy guy. Well, and we hear Ravage speak quite a bit in. Uh... The two episodes of Beast Wars yeah. that he appears in. We so. we didn't he- we don't hear Laser Beak. Laser Beak just like screeches. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. What's the other one? Laser Beak, Ravage, Rumble, Frenzy, and Rat. We don't see we don't see them yet. We haven't seen them yet. No. Uh, Frenzy looks just like Rumble, but I think he's, like, black and purple. Hmm. Do we see him in 
more than meets the eye? I can't remember. Yeah. So we're back at the the Ark, and uh, Optimus. There's they have this like giant laser that they're repairing. Uh, they're they're wounded with, and Optimus oh. is like, okay. Get everyone together. We're going to organize a war party or something. Yeah. And Autobots the... transform and roll out. And we, we get the uh, the transformer roll call where we get to watch them all go into vehicle mode. Oh, you are muted right now, good sir. <laughs> yeah. What is it like? Sideswipe and suns. Yeah. Sunstreaker, yeah, and uh what is he, the yellow Ferrari or Yeah, he's the yellow one, yeah. Yeah, and so they transform they roll, and roll out. out. Yeah, they roll out and uh uh we are on Optimus a Prime is much bigger in their ve- his vehicle mode than all the others. Like a few of them could probably like like spy hunter into the back <laughs> into his uh compartment storage trailer so we go back to um the uh and indeed that is actually for the uh the war for cybertron toys the um the optimus prime trailer actually can fit like a deluxe class figure in vehicle form into the back cool cool i like it my optimus prime figure that I have right here. Uh, I bought the one that doesn't come with the trailer because I tend to display my figures in robot form anyway, and the trailer just... You're cooler in robot form. Yeah, yeah, and the trailer just kind of... It's like, when he's in robot form, the trailer just kind of like loose parts, essentially. Takes up space, yeah. Oh, he's got a shield and an axe? Yes, uh, they actually are Transformers themselves. Oh, so they are. Huh, I just uh, noticed. Yeah, for audio listeners, um, he's taken yeah, yeah. apart his Optimus, and the his axe seems to be some sort of bird? Oh. Kind of looks, kind like, of laser looks like laser beak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like laser, like a golden laser beak huh yeah so back on uh joining the decepticons uh their base is like half finished now they're not fucking around and it seems to be like a base an assembly base to make the starship right so they need more power um so uh yeah, so we cut to a uh like an oil rig. Oh off in the ocean. Yeah, off in the ocean. Yeah, this isn't and like here's oil... where we get to meet Spike and his dad. Yeah, uh they both are working the oil rig. Yeah. It's a family business, damn it. <laughs> Can you imagine being these humans? You're just doing your fucking job, right? Like you you live out there, you you probably don't see your family. You probably only see your family every two weeks. And like gigantic alien robots descend from the sky. Yeah, just like 40 foot tall, like alien machines. Like a humanoid like form. They have the most perplexing reaction that I've ever seen in anything. Instead of going like, holy shit, let's get the fuck out of here. 
they grab like wrenches and screws and they start throwing them at the Decepticons. But like Megatron yeah, has a gun yeah. on his arm, like bigger than a car. It's quite clearly a gun. Yeah. And they're like throwing like wrenches and crowbars and like tools at them. That's like the most American thing I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I guess they all die. And for some reason, kind of like, you know how we're annoyed by ants? Like maybe ants aren't like invading your picnic and you just kind of like flick them off of your blanket and you don't worry about them? Yeah. Megatron doesn't even like use any, up any energy. He picks up a like a big like round like beam or like pipe, yeah, big metallic pipe, and he just he just throws it at the the, the workers like like casually. He just rolls it on the ground to like push them off the the rig. Yeah, just <laughs> no fucks given. And Rumble is there, right? And Spike's dad decides to fight him. Engage in fisticuffs. Like Spike punches Rumble in the back, and you hear like a. Have you ever like wrapped on glass or like punched like a a metal door or whatever? It's the weakest like little ting sound as this like little human like (laughs) fist bounces. There's a metallic sound. It kind of sounds like (laughs) like yeah, more like that. Does nothing, and like Rumble turns around. To look at Spike, and he just smacks him, <laughs> knocks him away, and then continues to strangle Spike's dad. And I'm like, "What are you guys doing? <laughs> Why what are you fighting doing? these like... aliens?" <laughs> Eventually, they come to their senses and they jump into the water. So, what's this ray? He's like, "Starscream, activate the the nor the null ray." The null ray, yeah. And I don't really so, know what this is. So Starscream, like, fires one of his lasers from his arm, like we've seen him do several times already, but it appears to, like, freeze like, yeah. some piece of, a, like, machinery on this oil rig. The base because, of it? it? It freezes it? Because reasons. And, and uh... Soundwave starts making these 3D laser wireframe cubes. Okay, like, so... I got a lot to say about this. Okay, and so he makes multiple of them, right? And they're just like energy containers of some kind. And what Megatron, uh, for video viewers, Megatron, (laughs) for the audio uh, listeners, I'm holding up my War for Cybertron Earthrise Megatron figure. He's Uh, weathered and battle-worn. Yeah, so... uh, Megatron is like Soundwave. Prepare the Energon cubes. Yes, which is are just the containers, right? They're just energy yeah. storing containers. So, yeah. So, like you mentioned, uh, out of uh, Soundwave projects out of his chest these like like wireframe like energy like transparent cubes. And a bunch of the other Decepticons take these, like, uh, these, like, tubes, like, the, the, like, pipings, hoses, hoses. Literally hoses. Hoses. The the oil rig. (laughs) Literally hoses. And they push them into the, um, 
the energy, the stacked like energy wireframe, the the yeah. energon cubes, yeah, and fill them and with then, oil. Like they're they, it's, it's black sludge, right? And then they fill them with oil, and then once they're filled up, they press them down. <laughs> they press and compress them down, with and pillows. now suddenly, like pillows, yeah, yeah. And now suddenly we have energon cubes. Yeah, and they glow like rainbow sparkly. Yeah. So after having watched Beast Wars, so he, now, he squishes them into rain like uh, energon cube pillows. Yeah. So after having watched uh, Beast Wars now for the past like nearly a year for this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, this is not what I understand Energon to be. Because <laughs> we're just used to like the raw Energon crystals. Yeah, Energon being like a like raw like crystalline element that just occurs naturally on planet Energon. And now we're learning, it, yeah, an end is unstable in its crystal form. Yeah. Uh, initially, some yeah. of it ends up being stabilized later. But as we're learning, refined, but yeah. But now, yes, but, we're, but as we're, we're learning now, energon is the transformers' word for energy. Yeah, like, like actually, it can be anything. Yeah, yeah which Including we will oil. see in or rubies, but we we're getting out of <laughs> ourselves. Fuck me, um, oil. Yeah, so anything can be high, high, high concentrations of like chemical or potential energy or. A trapped carbon or some, something. I don't know. Right. Anything can be energy. Dilithium crystals. Uh, yeah, why not? Raid a, a... what Can they make a ton out of nuclear material? I, I don't know how it works. So they transform, and specifically, I'm not sure if this is the first time we've seen it, um, Megaton, Megatron transforms into his like disguise mode. His yeah. vehicle mode, and it's like a sci-fi gun. And Starscream yeah. grabs him. Yeah, so more uh, mass shifting going on, like we mentioned earlier with uh, Reflector, uh, Megatron. Yes. Yeah, Megatron, who is in his robot form, is bigger than Starscream. M huge, M towers over Starscream. Now transforms into this little gun. It's not like a giant, like bazooka, even. It's a pistol. It's like a laser pistol. It's a handgun with some attachments, with like a scope yeah, and like, like a, a scope and extended barrel and yeah, um, yeah. A, a, what is it called? A butt stock or whatever. Yeah, a stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a cool looking gun, but it's yeah. He, he transforms into a sci-fi pistol or but yeah, but it, gun. it is small enough that it can be wielded by Starscream with one hand. With one hand. <laughs> Yeah, and indeed, Starscream opens fire with Megatron gun at the incoming Autobots. Mega gun, Me Mega gun, Megzy, and then when they <laughs> Starscream misses all of them. By the way, when uh, Optimus Prime lands, um, Starscream just throws the gun up in the air and he transforms back into Megatron. Oh, I'm just, I, I'm. I'm just watching, like... And then they wrestle. You realize this... I, now watching this, I'm realizing this is just a very dramatic, like, like WWE match. Because no so, lasers are hit hit each other, and then Megatron and Op Optimus Prime um, grapple each other. Like, literally, like, 
clench each other. So go to about uh, 20 minutes and 16 seconds and look over on the right side of the screen and just watch Optimus Prime and Megatron fight. I like how it shows... I'm almost there. I like how it shows some are like laser fighting each other. And then it cuts down to um, two of them. And they're fighting each other with metal poles. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear all of you guys have guns. Is it just some of them have guns? I'm so confused. Now I can see his laser there. Anyways, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like rock. Not even. They're barely animated. Yeah, they're moving so slowly. So for the listeners, they're uh, for the the audio listeners. So uh, what they're doing is uh, Optimus Prime and Megatron are very slowly trading these like blows back and forth. Really badly animated blows. With, really which, badly animated blows. Don't that seem aren't to be even making contact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not even connecting. It's just a hilarious one small like you know, half a second scene that's hilarious. So while the battle's going on, some of the Decepticons pick up the Energon pillows, which I find <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, out of nowhere, Laserbeak, like, pesters Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of Megatron getting, like, a low, like, a, a sucker punch, he just flies away. Yeah. And then Laserbeak is like, oh, okay. And he pieces out, too. And uh, and they they blow. He says, "So long, Prime. Have a nice swim." As all the Decepticons are in the air with the Energon they stole. Yeah, yeah. And Megatron uh, shoots. Yeah, I was gonna say Megatron. The Decepticons are in the air, and Megatron says some bullshit, and like, yeah, and and starts shooting the. And I'm like, dude, you got a huge gun on your arm. Why do you transform gun? Is that gun better than your arm gun? Is that like a golden eye, like? Like golden gun, or like one shot kills anyone that it's that it hits. Like, what is the application of changing into that that handgun? Right. I've never known. But uh, like, yeah, they knock the Autobots and the humans into the water. The rig is on fire, and Megatron says to Megatron Bull like oh i better keep you warm blows up all the oil tanks causing a oil fire and oh there's a good scene right around 2052 um megatron's like silhouette is laughing as like fire <laughs> and they fly away they leave the autobot the autobots can swim apparently they're buoyant by the way Yes, despite uh, probably being like four thousand pounds. <laughs> the, I mean, ships are buoyant and they weigh a lot. Maybe they're. Uh, I don't True. know. I don't know. Except <laughs> the ships are made for floating. I was going to say, like they they are designed a very specific way so they will float. And sometimes they don't even. Sometimes they fail at that. So yes, the humans. Sometimes are they yelling, crash into icebergs. You know. Too soon, man. Too soon. But my I say, as it's been on. like a hundred and fucking like a hundred uh, and hundred. I think it was what was it, nineteen twelve, nineteen fourteen, nineteen twelve. 
man, we maybe I'm just gonna Google that so I don't feel like a dumbass. When did Titanic sink? Nineteen twelve, yeah. Around oh, hey. when we were recording I right. this. I was right. It's April fifteenth. It was April fourteenth when it went down. Oh shit. Uh, recorded this yesterday. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh so luckily the um both the the humans yelling for help that are trapped in the wreckage, as well as the Autobots uh, speak English. And the Autobots are nice. And they they help them. Yep. And, and that's uh, uh, part one. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. All right, part two. We're on to part two. We're just going to jump like right the fuck into it. Yeah, let's just jump right into it and like kind of skip the. Uh, I find the first episode the the most interesting, but the second and third episode more humorous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think uh, so. Listeners, I think for the the remaining two episodes, because I mean we've already been recording for an hour and a half now. We spent uh, yeah. actually more time on that episode than I was expecting, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I as well, but like a lot happens in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you, you you would you would hope, right? I mean, it's the the series premiere. So I'm gonna kind of like yada yada some. The Autobots help all the humans, and yeah. I just want to say like good representation. Like a like a Spike's dad is a heavier dude, right? And they, that, that's kind of interesting. Like, I grew up with cartoons where everybody was, like, strong or, like, skinny or fit. There weren't really any, like, you know what I mean? Like, Scooby-Doo. So it's interesting seeing G1 and, like, Spike's dad is, like, a heavy dude. You know, he's got his, like, he's got big arms, but he's got, like, you know, beer gut going. And it's a working man. You know, he's a father. He works hard for the money. Yeah. Alongside his son. But, yeah, they have a back and forth, and he's, like, Optimus just shares everything with him. He spills the beans. He's like, yeah, we're Autobots. Those guys Good Decepticons. guys. You They're should trust us, because we saved your life. Bro. And Spike Journal. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go meet them in their <laughs> ship now. Oh, I'm going to bring it with me. So he runs into the ship, it down, and then fucks off. Like, continue. Like, at least if you're like, hey, cool, free cassette player. Like, at least just take bring it that with shit. You? They bring but it he with runs you. into the Ark and, like, puts it on a counter. Yeah, immediately, as soon as he gets in there, he's like, huh, I'll, I'll leave hey, this sweet. here. I'll just put this here. <laughs> right before the uh, Dear Diary, I met aliens. They could transform into cars. Um, Spike is like, hey, how can we help? And Optimus is like, you, no offense, but you guys can't help. And Spike is like, but I'm from Earth. I know way more about it than you guys do. And Optimus is like, Hmm, you're right. And I'm like, no, he's not. The Teletrans scanned more of the planet yeah. than than this guy knows. So it's pretty obvious, but, I, but like, um, 
Spike asks Mirage uh, and Hound and some other guy, like, why do you transform? <laughs> and they're like, well, disguise. I'm like, he... Yeah, disguise. Yeah. And Hound uh, transforms into vehicle form, and we get they're to see him. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for Spike. He, he uh, shows, like, a... He shows that they have the ability to create, like, a holographic projection of a person driving. Which I had actually forgotten, but, like, that's something that they do in the Michael Bay movie as well. They're just, like, nondescript, like, dudes in yeah. driving it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Just, like, dudes with sun... Military-looking dudes with sunglasses. So I'm like, yeah. okay. I'll give props to that Michael Bay movie that they called back to that. Yeah, I like that um, Mirage is like, check out what I can do. And he's like, he just goes invisible. And Spike is like, wow, that's useful. Well, I'm going to drive around in this Jeep. And I'm like, nothing. Why would you leave the Ark? Nothing is special about driving around in a Transformer when it's just a Jeep. But you're inside of an alien spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should pick up your cassette player before you leave. Yeah, so he goes cruising around the desert with in the in Hound. this in, yeah, in yeah. with Hound in, in the Jeep. And um we saw that the cassette player isn't like one of Soundwave's little little um little tra- little Decepticons in him. One of his tapes, Sound- yeah. it's Soundwave. Yeah. His um disguise so ma- mode. Yeah, so he mass shifts as well. Just like Megatron <laughs> and Reflector, Which, and they change the they change their mass, like you said, mass shift. It's not just changing size because Spike picked it up with ease. He wasn't like, "Holy shit, this is heavy." Yeah, who's with ease? So they can. There's some mass mass shenanigans there. Yeah, and he releases Ravage inside the Ark. Yep, and. uh... Yeah, uh, Spike and Hound are continuing on through the desert. And... What did Soundwave say to Ravage? Go into Teletrans system and search Earth for resources. Yeah, okay, got it. Anyways, okay. you were saying? I had no clue, so I'm glad you... It's, it's hard to understand Soundwave. <laughs> His voice is very heavily, probably the most heavily... Um... Modulated? Modulated, yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, he is voiced by Frank Welker, the dude who also voices Megatron. Yeah. I so, love this. So, sorry, you were saying out in the desert. Yeah, out in the desert, and then uh, somehow they end up back at the Ark all of a sudden. Well, he asks Spike, right? And he's like, Earth must be a pretty cool place to live, huh? Like he sees the ocean in the desert. And Spike is like, it's okay. But tell me about Cybertron. Of course, yeah. Like, um. Anyways, like you said, they're somehow back. At the they're arc. somehow back this at the ark. A thirty-second drive. Yeah, just to to. They're somehow <clears throat> back at the ark to confront uh, Soundwave, who's basically hacking Teletran One, trying to figure out like where yeah, he's, resources he's are on Teletran. Earth. And yeah. Spike runs over. He's like, "What? What's my cassette player doing here?" And he runs over, and the cassette player turns into a 25-foot-tall giant robot. 
Yeah, it and Spike a little bit. Uh, yeah, and uh, like Ravage attacks Spike, and uh, oh, Spike turns on the alarm. Yeah, and uh, Ravage and Soundwave flee, and uh, the 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 Autobots start shooting at them, and. Uh, They catch Ravage. Or do yeah, they? Uh, sorry, oh, never mind. I keep, sorry, I keep, hear, uh, keep talking. I keep hearing a weird noise. Oh, okay. So basically, like Christopher said, they, they all open fire on this little Ravage guy, but it's starting to get dark. So that leads me to believe that the Decepticons and Autobots have only been active for like a day. <laughs> Maybe it's been like weeks or something, but it feels like a day. And they keep missing uh, Ravage. Holy shit, and then Optimus comes around in robot form while the others are in um, their vehicle mode. And he's, like, way bigger than them. Like, huge. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a lot of mass um, shifting in these. And I I love this. Um, What is it? It's... Uh, Optimus Prime is like Gears, activate your infrared mode, and his high beams just turn red. Okay, and they move over a little bit <laughs> where Ravage was hiding, and he's like, "There oh, he yeah, is!" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Infrared, infrared isn't you know what? Never mind. <laughs> if you're interested in the difference between, like, um." Our visual spectrum of light and UV. Go and Google it. There's too many weird shit in these episodes for me to nitpick. But yeah, they find Ravage with infrared, which makes sense because he's a machine. He's probably running hot, right? Yeah. And he was staying still, like trying to blend in with the rocks. So yeah, okay, I'll, I'll actually give them that. There's nothing wrong with that. And they go fire the nets and they shoot like energy nets and catch them. Yeah. Uh, so they catch Ravage. Yeah fire their uh, their energy nets and they catch him. And uh Yeah, Soundwave uh, reports to Megatron. Yeah, Soundwave reports to Megatron and uh uh what do they what do they say here? Um Megatron and is like your knowledge is only surpassed by stupidity. Fuck off. Like just just some bickering. <laughs> right. And they fly off to um, go steal the electricity from a dam. Right? A hydroelectric dam. But, like, it's only useful because... Whatever, yeah, they're, they're going to go steal energy. Their energy consumption is extremely short-lived, the Decepticons, right? Like, if they had taken over the oil rig... They could have just kept infinitely producing, as long as the rig was operating, could have just kept producing energon um, energon cubes. Filling up energon cubes, I mean. But they right. just blew it up after. They do that with this dam, too. Like, a rumble immediately comes out. And um, Soundwave's like, rumble, jump in the water and activate pile drive mode. Yeah. 
uh, to make tidal waves, apparently, to disrupt and, and break apart the dam. And I'm like, why are they doing this? <laughs> Could they just take over the dam? But what do I know? And indeed, well, it does start to fuck up the dam. Well, just taking over the dam is kind of a long game, whereas they're like... <laughs> They're not in it for the long con. No, no, they're not. Like they, they, they need resources right now because they're trying to build a ship to get back to Cybertron. So the idea here is that they flood the dam, and that makes hydroelectric turbine hydroelectric turbines spin faster <laughs> and overload the dam, producing more electricity. But ultimately, Apparently. ultimately damaging and making it very dangerous. Right, so this is the like a nuclear like. Um, this is kind of like a nuclear meltdown version of a dam. <laughs> it's not really how dams work. I I think that's that's really funny. So yeah, they're they're overriding the turbine and they're to make it produce more electricity. That's that's what the Decepticons are doing. Yeah. Also, what just kind of just we know that to me. because the humans working inside point at me. At like little like tickers that are like going into overdrive into red, red bad, red, red too yes. much, red yes, bad we, zone. We we all know that, yeah. Yeah, zero bad, no no end, no electricity, but but red too too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too much electricity. And one of the, the presumably an engineer or a technician said something's wrong, and he smacks the meters, like that's going to stop the dam from flooding. I... <laughs> I love that. Like he's like the Fonz, like smacking like a jukebox. <laughs> or like, or like back in back in the day, like in the like the seventies, like when you you got your rabbit ears on top of your old like CRT TV. <laughs> Smack and you, the you, TV. Can't, you can't you can't get like a clear signal, so you just like. Like slam your fist on top of the TV and suddenly sometimes it works. It works. Yeah, Fuck. Uh, uh, they're just working seems, class folks here. Seems legit, right? <laughs> the the funny thing is, like, there's so much worse. There's so there's so much bullshit in these like the second and third episode, and more than meets the eye. That like I don't we don't even have time to talk about how ridiculous that they all are so what one thing i i, I want to mention that kind of just occurred to me so the the autobots left cybertron to go and try and find resources and the decepticons yep. wanted to them. see what they were up to wanted to see what they were up to so they all crash land on Earth and sit in stasis lock for four million years. And immediately the Decepticons are like, well, we need to go back to Cybertron. Yeah, four million years is a long time. So like immediately when they wake up, they're like, well, we better go home. Are they unaware of how much time has gone by? Is, is that something we don't know? Um... Like maybe they think it was a week. I think I think Megatron mentions in part one at some point in like a little like throwaway line, like we've been asleep for a long time or something like that. So they kind of got a gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, but you I have just a good think, point. A lot changes in four million years. Well, yeah, and it's not even just that. I just think it's funny that like they went through all of this and like immediately when they get to their destination, they're like like as soon as they wake up, they're like, 
Well, see you later. Basically. Big okay, gulp, bye. Huh? Have a nice day. <laughs> cool. Well, see you later. Let's go home. It's like... It's weird. Motivation. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's... Like his faction might not even exist. Cybertron might not exist. It's like, you would think you'd want to spend time on Earth. Like, actually, like, establish, like, a, a presence on Earth to gather resources. A permanent base of some... Yeah. And then, time. potentially, like, go it's back to Cybertron. wins the Autobots the, yeah. the war. Yeah. And then, eventually, go back to Cybertron after you've spent, like, maybe a few years, like, gathering resources. It's made a few bases. Made a few bases, like, and actually develop, like, an ongoing supply chain between Maybe Earth instead and of just attacking the humans, asking for energy. Yeah. Being like, <laughs> hey, Literally we're, the we're Decepticons. Too. We're the good guys. So, uh, you know those Autobots? They're the bad guys. Well, it's whoever, whoever doesn't shoot at <laughs> the humans is, are the good guys. Yeah, so my, that's, that's actually something that the Decepticons uh, do in the Bumblebee movie. The Decepticons oh. are like, they're like, hey, we're good. This uh, this Bumblebee cat, he's uh, he real bad, you know? You can trust us. We're called the Decepticons. Actually, uh, John Cena, who is uh, hilarious as always in that film, he plays like a military guy. And, like, as when he always does. As he always does, but like when the uh, when the Decepticons betray them, uh, John Cena like says something to the effect of like, "Really? Like we didn't see that coming? They're called Decepticons. <laughs> they didn't even hide their name. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Bumble the Bumblebee movie is actually is actually pretty I'll, good. I'll have it's to check it out. It sounds funny watching. at least. So we're maybe, back on. Maybe Go we'll on. do a too much commentary track for it someday. Yeah, someday. We're we're back on the uh the arc with Spike and who is that, Jazz or what we got here? Somebody. And they are I apologize for the diehard fans that can recognize them at a glance glance, but I'm not familiar with G1 too much. Now here's the conf so a whole bunch of gibberish is on the screen, presumably some sort of um Oh that's free... yeah, that's that's jazz that he's chilling oh, with. I was right. What? Yeah. I wow, go me. <laughs> um, he's chilling with Jazz, and like almost like a Cybertronian like handwriting appears across the screen, right? And Spike is able to read it. Dun dun! Wow, kid learns fast, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like that's the power output from the nearby hydroelectric dam." And Spike leans in and he goes, the power output is ten times normal! How would he know that? Uh, Teletran is, te is telling them. Because okay. it picked up seismic activity. Uh, so Teletran's like, hey, there's seismic activity gone. And the dam is like ten times as efficient as ever. <laughs> yeah. So Jazz is like, oh, shit. Okay, I'll tell Prime. So the, dam about, the dam is about to go into meltdown. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> and it's true, like, dams can, the rivers can overflow, and they're usually built with systems that allow overflow or allow them to empty. So I don't know why 
it's because the it's the tidal waves that are battering. Right. Presumably, I don't know. The, the, oh, whatever. Anyways, I love I love the scene. The uh, Megatron just walks through the wall like it's made out of paper. <laughs> like he just like walks through as it crumbles around him, shoots the ceiling out, and he's like, "I'm Megatron, bitches." Uh, and the humans are there, just like, whoa, what is happening? Yeah. And uh, these humans seem to have their heads on a little bit better. Megatron's like, you're, you're going to have to do what I say. And humans are like, okay. And uh, the so, Autobots scream shoot. Yeah. Um, what does he say? Starscream, prepare the Null Ray again. So that thing that like allows them to sap energy whatever that is yeah i yeah but like you said the autobots show up and we actually get to see them fly yes yeah they they all take off into flight this is so weird so sandwave shoots the energon cubes out which are just these energy boxes that we can see through right yeah, as we and as we mentioned earlier, they're attached to like some sort of like a- attached to the turbines, as if they just like connect to them, and presumably they're being filled with electricity. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw them being filled with oil earlier. Yeah, and now they're like lightning is like shooting in them, and so they're being. They can just they can just be filled with energy resources. Yeah, so yeah, so apparently energon cubes can be filled with any form of energy. Yeah. Not a naturally occurring resource at all. No. And maybe electricity is the purest form of energon. <laughs> I don't know how how it works. Wow, How much electricity really... <laughs> can you store in an energon cube? <laughs> these things really do look like pillows. <laughs> when they squish them? When they, they squish, squish them, them into yeah. energon pillows. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so Hound jumps into the water to, and turns on his headlamp to figure out what the fuck is creating the the waves. Yeah. And rumbles down there. And they, they rumble and they fight. Rumble and, in the Bronx. Uh, we get some G.I. Joe action hit oh it's one of my favorite jackie chan movies um never seen it it's it's very good actually like if you have to watch one jackie chan movie it's it's probably that one highly recommend and i saw it in theaters and we uh we cut back and there's like a neighborhood why are there always neighborhoods beneath dams like doesn't it seem like a like a, a stereotypically like bad place to live, because uh, it, it's, it's a movie trope that when the dam breaks, like all the houses get flooded. When the dam breaks, the houses get flooded. I love how they stop the flood. Are you are you at that point? Bumblebee gets in the back of who's this red hippie van? Sorry, I don't know who this guy is. One of them is just a van. And Bumblebee jumps in the back, and they ride in front of the giant tidal wave because the, oh, the dam is starting to break. Uh, that is Ironhide. Uh, oh, that's Ironhide. Well, excuse me. I didn't recognize you, Ironhide. And they ride in front of the, the tidal wave, 
And Bumblebee shoots a laser which carves deep canals into the 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 rock. And so they're creating um um like um running ditches to di- divert the flow of water. Oh yeah, yeah, like uh yeah, yeah, yeah like trenches. Uh, runaway ditches, runaway yeah, yeah. trenches. Yeah. And they do this enough and then they build a big huge groove right in front of where the neighborhood is and the water just flows into it and completely stops. And um I love this. They they stop near a house. And this is very G.I. Joe moment. Like I said, all shows were meant to show like good guys saving people, right? Especially right. cartoons in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and there are um, presumably a family on top of the rooftop of the house. And they go, whoa, yeah, thanks, neighbor. And I'm like, what the fuck were you guys seeing? Because you guys, <laughs> neighbors, did you? were you not watching the dude shooting laser canals into the, into the <laughs> ground? Wow, what a nice guy. I, I just find that really funny. So sorry, like you said, the Autobots fly. they're laser they're energon pillows. <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, they really are pillows. Like how Starscream straight up just has a fucking slingshot here. Oh. What's Weird. Yeah, There's a yeah. fist fight, another WWE brawl. Yeah, uh Star yeah, uh Optimus is like briefly like hanging off of a platform, and Megatron is like crushing his hand, crushing his him hand. to fall. Yeah, yeah, trying to get him to fall. And we just saw them flying. <laughs> I don't know. That. Yep, we just I saw them flying. Starscream in the fucking slingshot. <laughs> Why? Star, Star he has Scream. a gun on his arm. He has a gun on his arm. On both arms. He has a gun yeah. on both of his arms. Maybe um, this is more dangerous, kind of like how Megatron is more dangerous as when he transforms his whole body into a gun. Maybe this slingshot is like David and Goliath's like sling. Like this is like one superpower. If he does hit you, it's like really dangerous. But it because doesn't even he, really appear to do anything like much, though. It shoots the console, the, like all the electronic parts of like the dam, and. It, it makes an explosion. It arcs really weird, so the, the bullet is made out of energy. And Megatron stumbles back and says, You fool, Starscream! And I'm like, why? <laughs> why is he a fool? Yeah. Were, were you guys done here? <laughs> I don't know. And so while he's like shit-talking Starscream, he's like, get the Energon cubes and ah! And Optimus tackles him <laughs> to the dam. <laughs> there are a lot of Energon pillows, by the way. Like, way more. <laughs> like, five times more Energon pillows they, they got at the dam. So, ener- like, so if you want Energon... Uh, Cybertronians go go to a hydroelectric dam. Many many uh, Decepticons potentially getting a good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's an epic duel on top of the dam with Optimus Prime and Megatron. Optimus is like, "You destroy everything you touch." 
and his right yeah. hand turns into a golden energy axe. Yes, much like, yeah. much like this one. Much like the golden energy axe that uh, on the, the figure that I'm holding up to the webcam. If you're listening to this on audio, and uh, yeah, and Megatron says that's because everything I touch is fuel for my uh my hunger for power and his right hand turns into an energy like medieval flail <laughs> like with a chain <laughs> i'm yep. gonna end your hunger once and for all great dialogue that's the only i just wanted to quote that and they duel on top of the the breaking dam it's, it's kind of really epic Although there's a there there is a pretty hilarious shot where you just see like Optimus like quick jabbing his axe toward like like this toward Megatron yeah like quick jab jabbing like forward that's quick not jabbing his axe that's not how you wield an axe dude quick sidebar like one thing this so in Morrowind the different weapons had a thrust value. And like a chop value and a slice value, right? right? So a spear might have like 20 damage thrusting, but a chop of damage of two. It's not, it's not meant to be brought over your head and smacked, but an axe chops great, but it's thrusting damage might be one. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's like you said, that's not the ideal way to be using uh, your energy weapon. No. Just jabbing it. It doesn't even have... Oh, it kind of has a spike on the end. Sort of. Junk. That's what you are. Junk. Um, it's a pretty cool duel. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you a screenshot. And when I watched these episodes a few days ago with my partner, I uh, I, I commented about this to her and because uh, I thought it was... Pretty hysterical. Okay. It's coming up soon in the episode. I'll just keep playing. Honestly, I want to kind of... Keep going. Just roll this up. Oh, I think Rumble is fighting Spike for some reason. Yeah, he yells help. And Spike yelling help actually, like, distracts Optimus. So Megatron smacks him off, and he's like, ha-ha, I win again! Yep. And Jazz um, helps Optimus out with this, like, emergency line. And then Spike, like, deep dives and helps... um, Who does he help underwater? Uh, Who does he help? I can't see everything's blue. He's the Jeep. Is that the Jeep? That's the Jeep, right? Uh yeah, yeah, that's Hound. Oh it is, yeah. It was just everything was blue underwater. There we go. So, some, so somehow Spike is able to lift all of these ginormous rocks off of Hound. But and then after he does that lift him. Hound couldn't lift himself, and after he does that, Hound then swims Spike to the surface. 
There's two things weird about that. The robot is the one who swam the to the surface. Yep. And the human is the one who pulled the heavy rocks off of the yep. robot. <laughs> <laughs> These <laughs> And then when and then uh on the surface, we see, like, Spike draped over a boulder, and I sent you a screenshot of this, and Hound <laughs> is giving him a back massage, and just the look on Spike's face. What, did you send it to me in Too Much Energon? In, uh, on uh, Facebook. Oh, okay, I'll check it. But, like, anyways, go on. Go on. Uh, yeah, so, so Hound is giving Spike a back massage, and uh, Spike seems kind of into it. Um, uh, yes. Oh, maybe that should be the episode. Oh, wow. Uh, that's suggestive. His eyes are even rolled up. Yep. Into the back of his head. Uh, yep. Yeah, when I, I when I watched these episodes with my partner the other day, uh, I actually, like, <laughs> paused on that moment, and I was like, look at this dude, look at this kid's face here. <laughs> That is all. That is all I will I will say. Um Yeah, so Yeah, so uh there's a little powwow with the Autobots and they go, "Hey, like this is really dangerous, Optimus. We're not like we're not soldiers. Like we we can't fight the, the Decepticons. Like we're we're going to die here. Can we just go back to Cybertron? Well, your their their ship is ruined. Yeah, and Optimus says so. we can't do that, Mirage. Um, it's not just a matter of us leaving and and getting to Cybertron before Megatron. Um, we owe it to like the life forms here to stop Megatron from from blowing shit up. Right. And uh, not only that, because there's so many resources, that if we just leave Megatron alone, he'll come back with enough resources that he'll win the war. Yeah. So again, four million years since the war started. Who knows what Cybertron looks like now? Or even if it's still there. Would it yeah, still be like, there, realistically? But, uh, I... Uh, I mean, the Earth is still going to be here in four million years, but it'll be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, but Optimus, we're whiny diaper babies. We're not built for fighting. And Optimus being literally twice as big as all the other ones, he's like, suck it up, princess. We got to try. We got to show courage. And um, all it takes for evil to succeed, yada, yada, is good men. Good, good robots do nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, Optimus, you're huge. <laughs> you have an axe hand. The guy that was just talking with you is like like a janitor back on Cybertron. <laughs> what do you want from him? So where, so, where are we at here? Oh, the Decepticons are gathering Decepticons. resources and they... Basically being shitlords, stealing oil all around the planet. Yeah. In different sized Energon cubes. Yeah, they raid a mine, a coal mine. They raid more oil. Yeah. And we're joined back at their base, which has come along quite nicely in two days. <laughs> and 
uh, uh, Soundwave and Megatron are like going over the plan. Soundwave says three thousand Pascal. What does he say? Three thousand construction nearly complete, and the Energon cubes. Three thousand Pasculators are required. Mm. Pasculators. Continue up, up into the Pelo Energon scene, and I'm gonna look up the fuck Pascolators are. Per- no, that's not a thing. Uh, did I just miss here? Pascolators. Yeah. So the the Decepticons like fuck off on a mission, and we see Spike and his dad like drinking, camping, drinking coffee, and. They go off driving somewhere, uh, and uh, they suddenly get well, attacked by Decepticons. Cons suggest to Megatron. Oh, um, oh well, right, right. You, you were, you were telling me about this before. Let's take it away. Take it away. It's all you. But that's where all the pillows are stored. Doesn't he, the doesn't he say pillows? Like, doesn't he say fire for funsies? Like a psychopath? Like he's just shooting into the desert. When exactly? Uh, fifteen. Uh, ten. Like fifteen minutes ish. He's just shooting at mountains. Oh yeah. (laughs) Fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. Target practice, you know. I. I guess. Why not? So the uh, so the Decepticons are attacking uh, Spike and his dad, and uh, fuck, what is his dad's name again? Sparkplug. Oh, that, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Spike, they're they're attacking the 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 Seekers are attacking uh, Spike and Sparkplug. And uh, a couple Autobots show up to to help them out. Who are they inside? Like, who are they riding in? Is it a Transformer? It... I thought it was just a van. Yeah. Is it? No, that's my thought the first time I watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a human van. Yeah, yeah, it's got an Autobot logo on the, is on it the, jazz? On the hood. I, no, well, because he, he has a radio. Right, right. Yeah. No, I have no it's idea like who a black, it is. a black truck. But uh, Sideswipe and Sunstreaker... Uh, show up, show up to, to help to to help, and they shoot some lasers and uh, scare off the seekers. Yeah, and uh, provide uh, Autobot escort. Yes. So we suddenly cut to the ruby mines of Burma. Okay. I... <laughs> Which is in Southeast Asia. 
if anybody is wondering where the fuck that is. And there are no people inside. This is the most... Can you imagine how fucking, like, profitable... Maybe it's the, the Decepticons have set up these tubes, but rubies by the millions are being sucked through clear glass tubes all throughout yeah. the mine and landing in, like, mine carts where um, all a, a few Decepticons are, like, squeezing them down into very small Energon cubes. But the Energon cubes go red instead of sparkly and white. Yeah. These are, these are ruby Energon cubes. They have billions of dollars of rubies, by the way. <laughs> Like more rubies than the the entire like like history of mankind is ever mined. So holy shit, this is a this is the most profitable mine in the planet. Well, precious gems are only as valuable valuable as the the market says they are, right? So right, you know, you pretend oh. they're scarce, and then blah blah blah, diamonds are forever. I'll so, I'll go into the diamond rant uh, conspiracy later, folks. So if you have a mine that is producing so many rubies, rubies aren't going to be such a scarce thing anymore, so the value will go down. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, literally, that's how the, the supply and demand works. Yeah, yeah. Diamonds are only expensive because the diamond industry pretends that they're rare. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the biggest fucking con. Like... Ever. I I've been part of the, the collector, like kind of dabbled in the collector market since I was a literally since I was a child, so I I, I understand how this how this shit works. Yeah. At least on a rudimentary level anyway. I oh I'll I'll rant about that scheme, that bullshit. The the invention that a, a diamond has to be <laughs> um an engagement ring on a whole other time because i i have big ass problems with the the diamond mm. industry but um anyways uh megatron and soundwave have stolen the earth's entire supply of rubies <laughs> that's why they're so rare <laughs> well i mean that the makes sense in the, 80s, stole them. <laughs> in the 80s the decepticons stole all the rubies <laughs> <laughs> and um literally they're talking like Megatron's like, holy shit, like this energy supply is magnificent. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. I can't believe you found that many rupees here. And Soundwave says there's enough rupees here to power the entire planet of Cybertron. I, for what? One year? Forever? What, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, and would Megatron the, would the says power requirements even still be the same after four million years? Probably not. They'll probably bring all those diamond energon cubes there, and they'll be like, "Oh no, dude, everything's solar powered now. We're good." <laughs> Megatron will just be like, "What?" <laughs> well, we brought energon cubes, and they're like, "Oh no, no, we don't. We use energon spheres now. Those are <laughs> like that, those are ancient." Yeah, I mean, we 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 could use those to like power like some lamps around the office or something, but uh, paperweights. Yeah, they're a cool artifact. Thanks for bringing them. <laughs> but yeah, Megatron says he can build a weapon so powerful 
Please, that he can build a weapon that can conquer the universe. And then he literally picks up the rubies and starts throwing them up in the air, showering himself with rubies. <laughs> I can't stand all of this ruby mine stuff. It's amazing. Uh, so uh -huh. Bumblebee and Sparkplug encounter uh, Skywarp and Thundercracker pushing a cart of rubies. Well, the, this is the part that y you had mentioned. Um, Sparkplug wants to go, and they're like, whoa, this is way too dangerous. No, 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 I'm familiar with the mine. I used to work there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you were working on an American oil rig off the coast. Yeah. When the fuck did you work in the ruby mines of Burma? <laughs> I can't get over that. I left so fucking hard when I first watched this. Spike. Sorry, spark plug. American dad. Apparently worked off the ruby mines of Burma at some point, And he's familiar with it. So they give him a bomb. Yeah. And it has a 60 second timer, which is very important. And it's that's it. Once it's set, you have 60 seconds. There's no way to turn it off. No. And they, they, they give this to Sparkplug and Bumblebee. Because Bumblebee's small. And I'm like, this this feels like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bumblebee plants the bomb and... Uh... Yeah, they they go in. Yeah, they go inside. Sparkplug says something like, "Oh, see all the walls sparkling? It's the ruby crystals that make them glow." And I'm like, "This is so weird. What a weird show." Yeah, why is any of this relevant, really? <laughs> this is it's so not. weird. But so they encounter uh, Thundercracker and Skywarp, and fisticuffs ensue, and while they're trying to run after the bomb is planted. Yeah, after the bomb is planted, the bomb is already down to like. 30 seconds by this point. <laughs> it's gone from like 60 to 30 in like the past like five seconds. <laughs> it takes five seconds to go from six, which is and the yeah. opposite of most shows. Yeah. Usually it's but, like you got 60 seconds and it, it takes two minutes to blow, right? But then from there on, we, we get all this bullshit of like Optimus Prime outside, like saying some shit. And then the, the, the seekers like knock out Bumblebee and like they're talking some shit and like. A good, like, minute or so has gone by <laughs> at this point. And yeah. uh, Optimus, like, goes into vehicle mode and sends his little, like, uh, like go-kart. His little droid. His, yeah, that ejects out of his trailer in to the, to the ruby mine of Burma to, uh, <laughs> to try and save them or some shit. And, but that uh, blows up anyway. Yeah, but then it blows up anyway. Finally. Like, and Two there's a later, and, and there's a big ass explosion. As there's Optimus a big ass like. explosion, and Optimus goes dramatically at, and by dramatically I mean comically, like tumbling, in, like in his truck in form. Truck form. <laughs> in his truck form, it's with his trailer really like perfectly still, like staying perfectly aligned with the body of the truck, uh, like his truck body itself, and they're just like. Just tumble. He's just tumbling down the the side of the mountain. It's it, it's hilarious looking. It is just as a truck doesn't transform and like fly away. Just fucking falls down the mountain. Yeah, and uh, when you see the underside of his uh uh like 
the the underside of Optimus in truck form. His wheels are like solid. Oh yeah. They're, they're, they basically look like poles. As opposed to, like, tires with, like, a small axle, like, connecting them. Mm, right. Oh, yeah, they're a solid uh, cylinder. Yeah, 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 that's the word I'm thinking. They're not actual they, wheels, they just look like wheels on the outside. Yeah, but they look <laughs> yeah. more like pipes. <laughs> well, they just uh, look like Earth vehicles, right? Yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what we're a, on... What a what a what a what a show this is! It's it's a show. So bye bye Ruby. This is also why uh, rubies are rare, uh, because the ruby mines of Burma have been blown up. <laughs> so we're on episode three now. Yeah. And the Autobots like all bent together. It takes like eight of them to roll Optimus onto his wheels. Yeah, which are now actual wheels. Which not, I was like, going to say, they're actually wheels now. <laughs> yeah, they're not cylinders anymore. And I love this. I, I died. I had to pause it because I was laughing. When they roll him over, one of them is like, how do you feel, Optimus? And in his truck form still, he goes, oh! <laughs> oh God. That's it. He just like groans as if he just woke up with a migraine. <laughs> He's like, Roller, what what happened to him? And apparently Roller's fine. He comes out of the mines and goes back into the the back of Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Roller was uh the name of his uh his little servo droid thing. The little droid thing, yeah. Can is so, it too small for humans to fit in? Uh it looks like it's probably got like a uh, a space or like a, at least one or two people could sit in. So, uh, Ratchet tells Optimus, uh, like, he's like, oh, uh, you should try to transform. And so we get this, like, really extended shot of, like, Optimus, like, straining to transform. He's, like, groaning and he's, like, it's just not working. It's like he's, like, straining to take a shit or something like that. Like it's but, hurting and it's like very it, difficult like, for him to transform. Like it's hurting him. But then finally, with like enough perseverance, he goes into robot form. And yeah, then his, his truck face, his truck face even like vibrates like it's under like strain. It's so weird because when he's in his truck, when he's in his truck form, he doesn't have any damage. Maybe yeah. if I try really hard and there's a really slow animation of him transforming and then he's fine. Yeah, and then he's fine. The Autobots are even like, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, so he goes like through, spends all this time like straining to like get into robot form. Like he's he's straining. By the way, the Autobots are on the side going like, "You could do it, Optimus." Yeah, we believe. (laughs) Push harder. You got it. Yeah, and yeah, and he finally does it. And like once he does, like dude's fucking fine. And then he just starts giving a speech. It's like he's going Super Saiyan. He's actually his like groans are actually like increasing in volume. Ah, ah. <laughs> 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 welcome. And then Jazz says, "Welcome back to the land of moving parts." And I'm like, he was. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. So then all of them are like, "Oh wait." Yeah, Bumblebee, Bumblebee, and Sparkplug were in there, right? 
And I'm oh, like, yeah, we gotta you, save them. Helping them? What do we do now? Start digging. And uh, there's been a lot of that on too much energon. There, there has been, yeah. Digging through mountains. One of them has a drill gun. Yeah, uh, Ironhide like turns his hand into like a like giant drill bit, and he. Uh, I like how he takes takes charge here, and uh, they they Jazz finally uncovers like the little bit of cavern where uh, Spike and Sparkplug or uh, Spark Sparkplug and uh, Bumblebee are hiding, and then they're fine. Uh, yeah, they're perfectly fine. <laughs> Somehow, hallelujah. Like maybe Bumblebee like covered, like like Sparkplug. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, why why wouldn't Bumblebee like transform and be like, get in, open like his driver door up and be like, get in. The hardest part of you is your skull. Yeah, but your brain is in there. Yeah, humans evolved kind of weird. Get in. <laughs> Don't worry, I have my hard hat. <laughs> That's how he survived. Oh, God. Yeah. So, uh, what are the Decepticons doing? They're, like, talking some shit. Uh, Soundwave's got an, a stack of Energon pillows, and... I'm a little fuzzy yeah, they... on part three, I gotta be honest. Well, okay, so part three, they see the um, the Decepticons had gotten away. With multicolored right. energon pillows, yeah, and they go, ah, oh, get them, get them. And for some reason, there's an aerial battle. Sick yeah, and there's an aerial battle as. And we see they uh, fight. one of them yeah. can teleport. One of the Decepticons. Yeah, we see a uh, Prowl and uh, Ironhide flying. But the uh, the Decepticon that can teleport, he he takes them out. Yeah, and they fall and, into uh, like a little pond and uh, river yeah, or he, something. Yeah, yeah. He takes out uh, Ironhide, and him and Prowl like fall into a pond, and Prowl like grabs Ironhide and like tries to save him. And I'm like, you guys were literally just flying, but like getting out of the water <laughs> is a problem for you. Well, Jazz with his winch, right? Yeah. He can like shoot a winch. He comes and he like shoots shoots it and saves them. It's <laughs> there's a lot of GI Joe ish like saving people mo in from water <laughs> moments on this show. Yeah, which as we've seen doesn't like they they can they can function underwater, just fine. Yeah, so they yeah. could have just walked out. So I find that really humorous, as if they were dr drowning or something. <laughs> the uh. The internal logic of this show from a like minute to minute basis is very like highly questionable. Who was me. the one that yeah, who's the one that was injured? Uh Ironhide. So Ironhide is like, this reminds me of that one time in the battle of Right? And I thought you told me that I no, no, it was Cup. I always confuse Ironhide and Cup. Yeah. So I kind of get Cup vibes from Ironhide, mm. or Ironhide vibes from Cup. So I they like put Cup him more out of the two, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyone listening, Cup is uh, was introduced in um, the Transformers movie. 
Yeah. The like eighties one. And uh I think we get diary time. Transformers the movie. Transformers yeah. the real movie. Damn it. The it's very good. Uh we actually do if anyone's listening and is unaware, we do um a uh what's the term when we talk commentary track. Commentary. Yeah. We do commentary over the Transformers movie. Nineteen eighty five? Eighty six. So I always get that wrong. Eighty six. Uh that was fun. So we, we get diary time with Spike again. Yep. And he's like, Optimus cares a lot. He's got emotions. Well, bye, diary. I love you. And uh, how... Oh, he's, sorry, I forget. In his diary, he writes, I think Optimus would make a neat president of the United States. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so, ha- so the... The the Autobots have uh, Ratchet or Ratchet uh, Ravage Ravage in a cage, and uh, Hound is literally hounding him. He's like yeah, he's taunting him. him. Yeah, he's got the key and he's like dangling it in front of him, like just out of his reach. And Jazz is like, "Hey, don't be an asshole!" <laughs> Basically, and growls at him. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry about him." Um, the Decepticons don't care about anybody but themselves anyway. They probably don't even miss him. And uh, Mirage turns into Megatron, or makes a Megatron um, hologram. Yeah. Hologram. Or did Hound do that? Did Hound do that? I think Hound did that. Mirage isn't here. Wait, Hound is the one that can make projections? Right, for some reason I Wait, thought it was yeah. Mirage. Mirage. Yeah, Mirage can go invisible and Hound can make, make holograms. holograms. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it. And the, yeah. the exchange is that, hey, wait a second, that gives Hound an idea to trick the Decepticons. Yeah, and uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, after Hound has finished up, like, flicking the key around, he, like, goes to put it, like, on his side, like, but, like a fucking idiot, he drops it, like, right in front of Ravage's cage, and Ravage is able to reach out and grab it. I thought that they purposely dropped the key. They 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 let Ravage overhear them. Oh, maybe. Uh, Am I wrong? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so they they were hiding, but they they were doing the old maximal maneuver and hiding behind a rock uh, as he escaped. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did they like purposely I, let him go? To purposely let him go. Yeah. Like I said okay. uh, a few minutes ago, like I'm a little fuzzy on episode three. Yeah. Yeah, because they they go up and they their Optimus is like, "What happened?" and they're like, "Ravage, he escaped." And Optimus is like, "Perfect." So they had like a faux conversation so that Ravage could bring information back to Megatron. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there's uh, some bitching back and forth between Starscream and Megatron again. <laughs> He's like, "You're the leader now, but I'm the leader of the future." Ha 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 
And he says, you couldn't lead androids to a picnic. I kind of, ha, 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 ha. A play on, you couldn't lead ants to a picnic. Yeah. Which means that the Cybertronians do have picnics. They can, the Decepticons know how to relax and enjoy themselves. I wonder what a picnic would be like on Cybertron. Oh, no, they don't have parks. Weird. Well, they they have energy parks with water slides. We've heard uh, Cheetor talk about them. Oh, I'm I'm curious now. <laughs> so apparently, this is Starscream's time to shine out of all of them because yeah, he, he pulls out sh- his gun. Yeah, he tries to shoot Megatron in the back. Yeah, but Soundwave is like Megatron, look out! And he forms an energy shield and quickly turns around. So Megatron's like giant like laser cannon can form an energy shield apparently. Apparently, yeah. And he blocks it. And Starscream stops shooting and he kind of looks sad and he goes, "It's it's empty," referring to his his gun. Womp womp. Womp womp. And Star <laughs> yeah, so Megatron's like, "You failed to dispose of me while you had the chance." Mistake number two. And uh, Megatron blasts him and then, uh, like, in the arm, and Starscream falls to the ground and then, and like, grovels. Grovels, like, literally, like, crawls toward Megatron yeah. on his knees and is I'll like, suck Forgive my me. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> suck my dick and I'll forgive you. So he sucks Megatron's dick and all is forgiven. He'll regret letting Starscream live. Or will he? I don't know. Actually, everything happens for a reason. Right? So in the 1986 movie, they only run into Unicron because they're float drifting through space. Yeah. Well, fate Rit- is a fickle bitch. Written in the stars, if you will. Because they're floating in space. So the... Uh, uh, Autobots uh, make a <laughs> so the Autobots make a fake like what military base to trick yeah. the, the Decepticons, and they're all disguised as like human scientists, which is fucking <laughs> stupid. They're like wearing lab coats and shit. It's like it's like oh yes, you're really going to fool the Decepticons that they're oh there are like what like forty foot tall like human beings wearing lab coats working at this installation. But they don't look like humans. They're in their robot forms, just with human lab coats. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm, I'm really curious where they got those lab coats. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make the lab coats? Maybe, maybe Hound projected them. Oh, like they're part of the illusion too. Well, then why didn't you make the Autobots look human? <laughs> or just I make think... a whole bunch of like fake human, like human hologram, which scientists. it has shown that he can do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dumb. bizarre. I actually didn't even catch that the first time I watched these. More perplexing is what I like to th- wait. They're not holograms because they take the lab coats off and put them down to fight. And well, they must have <laughs> one hell of a tailor. I I guess. Yeah, maybe that's what Bumblebee does on his off hours. <laughs> um. 
I like to think, like, I think it's more funny to think that, like, once they took off the lab coats, the Decepticons were like, what? Like, do you know what I mean? They've barely been atta- paying what? attention to humankind. <laughs> so they actually legitimately got fooled. But as we, surprise, surprise, as we find out after another WWE brawl, <laughs> Megatron reveals that he was obviously a trap. <laughs> Like, he sees through the whole plan. He's like, did you really think you could fool me by letting Ravage escape? Did you? Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Crafty, crafty one, that Megatron is. Clever girl. He's like, yeah, so while you've been busy setting up this trap, I have the rest of the Decepticons attacking the real airbase. And I was like, why does there have to be a real... Airbase. Also, that means that Megatron's outnumbered. He just he's like, checkmate, Optimus. I only have a few Decepticons with me. <laughs> Optimus could be like, oh, so it'll actually be easier to beat you now. But I guess the the whole that's that villain trope of you sure you have this like trap, but I'm attacking a, a bunch of humans. Yeah. Your biggest weakness is that you care too much, Mr. Bond. <laughs> yeah, so the humans, these humans at the army base, apparently, for the last two, two days, have been completely unaware that they're aliens, <laughs> like out in the desert right beside them. <laughs> um, they shoot laser guns at the, the humans? Transformers, at the Decepticons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or that, was just... a, that, uh, that was a censorship thing. That's what I was going to ask. Couldn't have, uh, couldn't have bullets in car- children's cartoons. Lasers are like fantasy, right? Yeah. yeah. So that, somehow... That actually like permeated like well into the 90s, too. That makes sense. Uh, same with like maybe phasers in um, Star Trek. Because uh... you can set phasers to stun. Right, like it's more friend, family friendly than a gun. There, there were time travel episodes of Star Trek though, where they did. Use oh, there bullets. were straight yeah. up guns. Yeah, yeah, and plus Star Trek, like despite being like fairly like all age appropriate, it's not explicitly a kids show. It's not. Yeah, yeah. So Optimus kind of gives a um, I don't know. Uh, Optimus kind of gives a uh motivational speech to all the there's way more autobots there than i thought there were by the way it's like a dump truck one there's ones i've never even seen till now and he's like i need volunteers to attack and stop the the decepticons yeah and it's like these are your troops bro you could just be like all right you 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 and you with me how about everybody with me? Yeah, how about everyone? Like our with lives me? depend on it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're we I come need back. volunteers. <laughs> See if, if no it makes one it seem <laughs> Come on, guys. Bumblebee so... stands forward and is like, You have my axe. And then and, and then Jazz like, walks forward and, and my bow. <laughs> and then like fucking no one else. <laughs> <laughs> well, this'll uh... have to do. Well, let's go. And Mirage was there too. You just couldn't see him. So the Decepticon base, 
is like covered with like rock. And I'm like, how did they do that? Like make a little mountain. It wasn't made inside of those rocks. Is it disguised to look like rocks? Yeah, let's go with that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and um, Megatron's like, oh, we're so close. And the Autobots show up to like stop the Decepticons who are ready to leave Earth. The ruby mines of Burma were like a fucking were were like a ruby mine <laughs> of energy. <laughs> I was gonna say gold mine, but in this case, these are better. A wellspring. Yeah. A veritable fountain of youth. Cheers. Uh, there's a bunch of fighting. Uh, WWE style fighting with people throwing and grappling each other. Uh, Hound like punches the shit out of Rumble. <laughs> uh, yeah, Megatron transforms into a gun and gets shot, and or like does some shooting, and uh, Optimus has his like trailer. Uh, fire like he's commanding his trailer, which has like this like like turret sticking out of it oh. and he's like commanding it to fire but then Megatron like blasts it and blows it up so I'm like oh he straight up like blew up Optimus's trailer I, which I guess you can do yeah apparently Star- Starscream goes to shoot Optimus in the back or Megatron unclear and um like why not Spike both? <laughs> why not and Spike throws a rock and knocks the gun out of Starscream's hand and I'm like, dude, this is not a battle for humans. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you, you are made of, like, meat. <laughs> These guys are 40 foot tall, like, titanium alloy, like, advanced aliens. Yeah. Yeah, more fighting goes on. And, <laughs> and uh, Optimus, like, body slams Megatron, yeah, he, and he's like, yeah. you're finished. Yeah. Call him off! Where is she? <laughs> Yeah, he like suplexes of... Megatron and <laughs> uh, call it off. Call it off, Megatron. And then Ravage like pounces on Optimus, yep. and the Decepticons uh, peace out back to their space cruiser. All of them, they just retreat onto the ship. Yep, they retreat onto the ship and then they launch. Yeah. Optimus D- is much like, to no. my surprise. They also made the ship look just like the Nemesis. Yep. Hey, I mean, when you when you got a winning model, you know, why uh, why change it? Why not make it smaller? <laughs> why make a huge starship? Just make an escape vehicle. Whatever. Um, and he yells like Megatron. Much like uh, Optimus Primal yells yeah. Megatron at uh, when he takes a little space visit at the yes. end of season one. Yes, when he uh, uh, goes for a little uh, uh, space tourism, a little scenic flight into the planet yeah. cluster. And so and Optimus, this Optimus, like... This is interesting. Jazz walks up to Optimus and he's like, I guess it's over. We lost. And Optimus is like, hey, Sideswipe, give me your jet pack. Right? Have we seen jet or uh, 
sideswipe fly? N- no. <laughs> Have I don't... he has so, a he has a rocket pack apparently. So yeah, so he apparently has a jetpack, but like, have we seen him use it? Has it been mentioned at all prior to this point? Uh, no, but he he has one, and he puts it on Optimus's back. But we've seen all the Autobots fly. But yeah. but maybe lev- levitating, hovering, slowly. Maybe it's a lot different than um, like a, a rocket needed to catch up to a starship. Maybe he needs the speed and the velocity to escape the atmosphere. Maybe. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah we'll go with that. So he rocketeers up to the Nemesis. Nemesis two. The Nemesis. Yeah. The ne- Nemesis two electric boogaloo. <laughs> Energon boogaloo. <laughs> there you go. And this is interesting. Megatron is in the cockpit, and he's like, "It's funny because both Soundwave and." Um, Starscream are holding invisible steering wheels. <laughs> so, are, are you there? Is that 17 minutes? They're holding I'm little, invisible... I'm a little beyond that, but I'll go back. Oh, okay, doesn't doesn't matter. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, they totally are. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, why do they have multiple uh, pilots? But Or maybe they're just sitting. Are they just sitting? I don't know. And uh, Starscream uh, is like, looks like you fucked up again, Megatron. Prime is right outside. And again, for like the third or fourth time, uh, Megatron's like, impossible. And I'm like, no, Starscream can see him. He's right there. It's not impossible. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> he looks out the window and he goes, oh, open the artillery. And in a very anticlimactic manner, in one shot, the artillery takes out Optimus. Yep. And uh, he goes tumbling back to Earth. Uh, Crash lands uh, on Earth. Doesn't really, like, you would think if he was falling, like, at that velocity and... You know, as heavy as he is, like he would probably. And he make, was shot like... by a starship laser, which yeah. should be way bigger than a than a Decepticon gun. Yeah, but he's fine. And they're like, "Well, you did all you could." Very interesting ending. That Optimus isn't the one to um finish off, like to be the big hero, right? Because as it's revealed. As Megatron's trying to monologue, Starscream and Megatron have a back and forth on the ship. Starscream has pulled his gun on Megatron again. Mm. And he's like, he just stands there with his hands on the tips and he's like, okay, shoot me. If you miss, you're fucked. I'm going to kick your ass. Do you have the balls? Do you have the balls, bitch? Bitch boy? Are you going to shoot me? Do it. I dare you. I double dare you. And like Starscream starts like sweating and I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. <laughs> Basically. And uh he's like, Beware, Starscream. If you dispose of me, there's always going to be somebody waiting to dispose of you. Yep. And while that's happening, Mirage 
it's revealed that Mirage has been invisible on the ship. And he's on the, the bridge. And he's just starts shooting shit. Yep. He's just blowing shit up. Megatron like, straight up shoots Starscream. And, yeah, uh, shoots his ass. Yep. Yells extinction to all traitors. And I'm like, dude, what? Why didn't you kill him back on the planet? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, why now? Like, you you had to know that this was going to be a thing. And that it will continuously be a thing. Yeah. As long as he is alive. And so Soundwave and some others take control and put out fires on the ship. And Megatron's like, do something, Soundwave. And I'm like, bro, like, what? He's been doing everything. <laughs> like, what else do you want him to do? He's fighting Mirage. He's piloting the ship. So yeah, the the nemesis goes down and uh, lands in the ocean. Lands in the ocean and uh, uh, Mirage. Mirage they're lands. like, I wonder what happens. Maybe there was a malfunction. They built it too quickly. And one of the Autobots is like, I don't think so. And they point at the air at Mirage, literally parachuting down. Yeah. And the, everyone's like, Wow. Mirage, you you did it. He's like, yeah. yeah. And it's revealed that his um, parachute is actually metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not designed. It's more like a glider than it is a parachute. That's not how parachutes They all cheer. It's, it's not. <laughs> and they all cheer. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And everybody laughs. And everybody laughs. Optimus is there's a moment where he's all like, "Hey, I knew you were anxious to get back to Cybertron, but you could have waited for us." He's like, puts a hand on his, and he's like, puts a hand on his shoulder, and he's like, "Well done, Mirage." And I'm like, "Good." Like he literally, literally single handedly saved the day. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying, it's uh, it's interesting that it wasn't Optimus Prime who actually saved the day. Very Optimus's attempt to save the day actually got kind of blue balled real quick. Complete, completely failed. Yeah. I don't know what he was planning on doing. <laughs> yeah, so the humans, Spike and Sparkplug, come over and they're like, "What now?" And uh, they reveal, "Well, we have a ship to repair of our own." Yeah. And Spike is like, hey, guys, uh, can I go back to Cybertron with you? He's like, can I, Dad? Can I? And Sparkplug's like, only if I can go, too. I mean, fair. Goddamn right. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Autobots, transform. And they all, we all, we have a roll call again, as they all one by one transform. Yep. I've never even seen the F1 racer until now. There's a blue and white one. It's like an F1 formula car. Yeah, no idea who that is. <laughs> and um, Spike narrates like a like what happens in the, the near future. And he says, because the Autobots stopped the Decepticons from stealing all of Earth's resources, uh, the governments of the world have agreed... To give Optimus Prime the energy he needs to um, not only leave the planet, but revitalize Cybertron. 
And I'm like, well, since when did the governments of the world do anything? Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> well, that's just prime. <laughs> there you go. Spike even writes, it's probably the first time that all of Earth's governments have ever agreed on anything. <laughs> and I'm like... Wink. But, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he writes, well, that's it from Earth. Next stop, Cybertron. Goodbye, Journal. I love you. Say hi to Mom for me. Hey, Optimus, you can build more Transformers, right? Yeah, why? Can you build me a mom? Well, we'll name her RC. <laughs> He's like, oh, and I almost forgot, Diary. The best part of all, all of the Decepticons are gone, and we'll never see them ever again. Yep. Wink. Yep. Uh, so that's the end of uh, that's the end of the episode. And uh, boy, what a what what a what what a treat that was. Um, I just wish uh, I wasn't quite as uh, tired and aller allergetic as I've been we'll just have during to do, this recording. We'll just have to shoot it again. We'll just have to do the whole thing all over again. All three hours of this podcast. That's right. So uh, here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of typically a Beast Wars, but in this case, uh, Transformers, more than meets the eye, on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough Energon, which is not good, to sufficient amount of Energon, which is not bad, to Too Much Energon, which is anything from... You know, actually pretty good to, like, literally the best episode ever. Cal, what are you giving all three parts of More Than Meets the Eye? Taking it in its entirety. Or it, do it episode by episode if you want. Uh, I'm going to just do I'm all I'm going to do them all together. Yeah. It's a pretty firm too much energy on, actually. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's more than I was expecting, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of like scientific problems, but they're so abundant and the plot moves so quick that it's just humorous. Like the, like the, the, uh, when the uh, hydroelectric dam goes into meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Ruby mines of Burma. I, <laughs> it's, it's like the plot moves so fast and it's so dumb but there's so much information introduced. Like, for example, like Optimus at the very end, he fell and plummeted. And they're like, are right. you okay? And they try to help him. And he's like, get away from me. I'm fine. But, but then Mirage used a parachute. So yeah. if, <laughs> what was the parachute just to show off? <laughs> so little, little well, things like that. If you nitpick it, it's pretty bad, <laughs> to, yeah. to be honest. But if you just take it for what it is and just, all of this was like new. Like human beings wrote how wacky and crazy this shit is. Like the humans on it are named Spike and Sparkplug for fuck's sake. Uh, so it gets a pretty firm too much energy on for me. Like I they're they're actually thoroughly enjoyable. And I don't they, feel like the uh, there's so too much information thrown at you. That's yeah, it's 
That's fair. Um, I'm giving these episodes a sufficient amount of energy on. I think they're, to be perfectly honest, pretty fucking dumb, but they're <laughs> they're, they're fun. The Energon pillows, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're fun to watch, but like they're dumb. It's like the the production is quite shoddy. The writing is very like haphazard. Um, the the characters are extremely one dimensional. Um, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's fun. If for nothing else, this is so than, weird. Then Optimus being all like, thanks. <laughs> With a thumbs up. And, and Megatron make... continuously saying very predictable things are actually impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that has been this special bonus episode of Too Much Energon. Uh, if you want to support the show and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating, because that helps us out with discoverability. Or whatever your podcast provider of choice is, uh, give us a rating on that. Uh, I found out recently that someone actually listens to us on Audible, of all things. I didn't even know that uh, that that Audible offered podcasts. Um, we didn't even know we were on there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, give us a rating. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at too much energon at outlook.com or on social media on Twitter at too much energon. Or if you want to get in touch with me personally at lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Cal, you have a Twitter now, I believe. Yeah, it's just Neo underscore Cal. You can also reach me on Instagram at Christopher Siege, S-I-E-G-E. Uh, we will be back next week with the third, uh, first episode of the third season of uh, Beast Wars. Uh, optimal Situation. Picking up immediately where the agenda part three left off. I have no idea what's going to happen. So, uh, how many seasons are there? Three. We're we're, season. Enter, we're entering the the final season of Beast Wars. So, oh shit! What a wild ride it's been. This is going to be wild. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, it's extremely late, and I'm very tired. So, we're going to get out of here now. Uh, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next season, roll out. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> do 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 do.